0: Come on now, people. I've been telling you for almost two years now, you need to have a GNR TV. And now sports are back. Football is back. Now is the perfect time for you to get this if you don't have it already. And if you look on over here, as I've been telling you before, you get all these amazing channels, every single one of them, for $20 a month for two devices. And if you look on up over here, It's written. It's written, everything you get with GNR TV. If you want four devices, $40. And there's some cool extras right here. GNR TV, streaming done right. If you don't have it, get it. What more can I say? What more can I say? It's time to cut the damn cord, stop being ripped off by the dish and cable, and get this lovely thing we call GNR TV. Streaming done right. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? It's another exciting episode of Horror Research 30. Today, I'm going to let all my guests introduce themselves and let you know where they're from. As you guys should know, I'm from upstate New York. So this is very interesting.
2: And go ahead. Take it away. Hey, I'm David Black. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. And I make films... And the people that I have as my slaves to make those films for me are on this very show tonight.
3: (laughs) 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 Hi, everybody. Nice to meet you all. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, you've all gone shy all of a sudden.
2: Now you've got to say who you are.
3: (laughs) Oh, all right. Hello everybody, I'm Cookie. Um, I work with Dave on pretty much everything he's made, I think, so far. <laughs> um, either acting or lighting or somewhere in between. I think I've done sound even at one stage. What will we revealed? Next.
4: <laughs> Alrighty. I'm Anastasia Seeker-Lucas and that's my name. Um, but that's not my game. My game is acting and, and sometimes editing. And I've been working with David on some of his films, well, not, not as long as cookie, but i I'm I'm in the um, the vault in some of the films. And it's always fun, it's always incredible, and there's always a lot of laughter.
5: And that's me. Hi, I'm Vixie, Vixie short for Victoria, which I was originally from Victoria, Melbourne, but um, I'm currently in Sydney at the moment. And I am an actress as well as I do various uh, crew work behind the scenes. Uh, and I have been on quite a few of Dave's projects, uh, which I thoroughly enjoy. I absolutely love the crew. Um, and of course, the cast. And I, uh, I've got a few other projects because I'm still currently studying film with SAE. But uh, yeah, that's that's everything about me.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. So really quick, what is um, what got you guys into horror? And we'll go in the same order. What, like what's the first, all right. So what got you into horror? And then if you remember, what's the first movie that scared you for me? As far as what got me into it, I will have to say my older brother and my older cousins. I was the youngest one at the time, and I would follow them around. You want to do everything the older people are doing because I guess the older kids are cool. And horror was one thing that they would do just about every single weekend. Just rent horror movies from you know whoever's house we're at, and they let me watch them with them. The rule was don't wake up mom or don't wake up on so and so because you're going to get all spankings. You're going to get all in trouble because we let you watch this movie with them, you know with us. So I did not. I never woke them up. And the first movie I remember that scared me is Creepshow Part Two, the hitchhiker scene. I have no idea why that story scared the hell out of me because it's hilarious now, but I know as a kid, you know, your mind plays tricks on you and all that, and your imagination is wild. But I remember like I had to use the bathroom, and I was scared to go alone, so I had asked one of them to walk me to the bathroom, like wait wait outside the bathroom until I was done, and then. But I would always go back. And watch more and more horror. That's, that's, some, that's the one that really stands out to me. I know there was a fun story that probably scared me as a kid. But that's one that I just, for some reason, that one sticks with me. That's one that I really remember. And I started watching it, I think, between, like I said, between the ages of five years old and seven years old. And now I'm going to be 35 in November. And I'm still watching these movies and still love them. Probably even more so now because, as you can see, I made a podcast for it. And, yeah, so that's what got me started. What about you, Dave?
2: Well, I was about the same age, um, somewhere between five and seven, so I'll say six, and uh, we had a hosted horror show called Deadly Earnest, I can barely remember it now because I was a little kid, and we also had, um, the TV would go 24 hours on Friday the 13th, normally the TV used to turn off at uh, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night, and people would actually stand to attention in their lounge room when Epilogue would come on with God Save the Queen. But on Friday the 13th, and I think it was Channel 10, it was horror movies all the way through right till the TV would normally have started up again. And they'd start with the old um, the old universal ones. So that when it comes to what scared me first, it would have been that because it, six years old i probably fell asleep before the hammer house of horror stuff came on Mm -hmm. because it progressively got heavier and heavier and heavier as the night went on although if i actually have to say when i really recall being scared first was jaws Mm -hmm. and just like that toilet story of yours i was afraid to go for a wee because i thought a shark would come up through the (laughs) toilet and bite my todger off (laughs) oh wow that's awesome that's
0: awesome. Oh, good stuff. How about you, Cookie?
3: Yeah, um, I suppose it's a bit later into getting into horror. Um, the stuff that used to scare me originally was the, um, you know, the classic series of Doctor Who. Um, you know, episodes like the Seeds of Doom, etc. Um, I mean, the early Doctor Who was seriously bloody scary. Um, so yeah, that was that was probably my early horror. But the film that absolutely scared the pants off me, like seriously taught me how to be afraid, was Alien. Um, you know, and I mean, even now, you, you, know, you, play, you can play the Alien game. Um, and that same level of fear that I had when I was nine, when I saw it, is there now. You know, I'm several years later down the track, and it's like, yeah, that's seriously, seriously scary. It's just a pity the franchise has sort of gone to water a heck of a lot because people have run out of ideas and all that sort of thing. But yeah. um, the original Alien film was de- is definitely scary. You know, it, it definitely taught you to be af- you know, afraid of the shadows and afraid of things you, you can't see or very little that you can't see, etc. And, of course, you know, sadly, as we talk about Alien, our poor old Ian Holm has passed away, who played the android um, Ash, I'm alien but yeah so yeah that, that was my that, that's my early horror and that's that's the film that still scares me to some degree although it also carrying on to where we get sort of going on a bit further is you know it also taught me more interest in lighting and stuff like that because the lighting is absolutely on point
1: mm-hmm.
3: um it's absolutely fantastic so yeah, there's it, a bit of a toy in there so yeah that that's my horror
4: nice oh, okay so a bit of a confession um <laughs> I am terrified of horror movies, and so I really, really didn't like watching horror movies at all. So my first thing that scared the bejesus out of me was actually the Wicked Witch of the West from the Wicked, from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, but, um. Yeah. I know it's embarrassing. Uh, just, Jesus her face, just like it's like, oh damn, and it's like surprise, and it's like, oh, uh, uh, but in terms of horror, maybe um, oh god, oh, probably Jaws. I think Jaws was one of the first ones that I saw, and I did not like going swimming in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but especially after that, not night not at all. <laughs> Noob, <laughs> uh, you know. So I still have, I, I still get the um the le motif when I'm in the deep end of swimming pools. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's more daylight, so it, it just no. <laughs> Jaws is the one for me.
5: Yep. Um well I'm a bit more of a sci-fi person. Um I mean there's a lot of crossover with sci-fi and horror. I would say the first one that I saw that absolutely blew my mind and is my number one favorite movie of all time ever and that's Terminator I absolutely love Terminator um and I am all around about like the robots and the aliens and the zombies I love those things um and I certainly I, I actually I again in the 80s there was like a lot of stuff that was just like they just have tons of blood Like, I just, I just love that really, um, stylistic and, um, and just over the top, Mm. just spraying of blood. So stuff like Kill Bill, where where they have the fight scene and there's blood spraying everywhere. Mm. I love that stuff. Um, but really what got me really into horror was, um, was the people like, um, my best friend is an absolute horror fanatic um she runs a few of the she's like the moderator for quite a few um facebook pages um and of course David making the films with David and um just working on the horror film i like i love being in horror films like I'd say even more than watching them so um Yeah, I just had such a great experience, Um, more behind the scenes than watching them, but of course I do enjoy watching the movies as well. and I like, um, I even like those really old psychological thrillers like Rope or, um, and I love Jaws. I love sharks, like sharks are awesome. Like I even love Sharknado, even though like, I, mean, I know it was just, it was so bad that it was good. <laughs> Cause like, and everything, it was like, oh, I know what's going to, yep, they're totally going to do it. Yep, that's so stupid, but they're going to do it. And it's so funny when it happens. <laughs> so yeah, um. Yeah, so just love the fun silliness, and um, I think that is uh, that is something about horror movies. Like, it's more that you can sort of, like, when you see someone else experiencing those horror things, and in your head you'll be like, oh, no, don't, don't go to an out of and That's stupid, right? But, like, there's this sort of sense that, like, um, you know you'd be more prepared in those situations and that you'd sort of like I, fi- I find it empowering to like watch a lot of horror movies that way because i would be thinking like Ooh, i would totally do this this, this totally other way
0: <laughs> i like what you said about the shark movies because I'm the same way There's just I'm not a fan of the, the Sharknadoes. I do want to eventually finish them. I, I heard there's one where they go to space, but I feel like I need to see that one. <laughs> but I, there's so many shitty shark movies that I watch. I'm just like, this movie is so terrible, but I have, I just feel like I have horror in general, but I'm just, cause you mentioned sharks. I'm just like, like, I'll give you two examples. There's one called Jurassic shark. And there's another <laughs> one called uh, Piranha shark. And, just the title alone, like, these. Th- in my head, I'm like these movies are gonna be so freaking awesome. And then when you see it, and you see the bad CGI of them, I'm just like, oh my god. But I, finished, <laughs> I finished them both because I'm like I, you know, you. I had to finish. I'm like I started it. I'm like a shark horror mo- shark movie fanatic for some reason. It's it's uh, it's uh, horror aquatic horror. Like I love the Piranha the Piranha movie, and i don't know what it is cause i'm terrible like in real life i'm scared. i won't go in the ocean i'm not messing with that i won't swim with sharks if i want to see a shark i'll either watch it on tv youtube a movie or I'll go to an aquarium even but as far as like hey you know come in the ocean jump in the water you can just swim with them you can grant no i'm good no no thank you i <laughs> see I know what kinda- <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am like i was oh. sort of
5: staying in a pool, like um every time I've gone to the beach, like some sort of sea creature has tried to attack me. And I was just like, <laughs> I've had like oct- <clears throat> like the uh, blue ring octopuses like swim past me. And I've actually had like, it was it was a smallish shark, but it was a shark and it was just like circling around my legs. And I was just like, gosh, oh gosh. And then eventually swims away. And I was just like, okay.
2: <laughs> oh, one of, yeah. one of the first, um, movies that had a scary scene that got me was Barry McKenzie holds his own. I don't know if any of you have heard of it, but it's an Aussie Ocker yob one with a vampire oh, yes. called Count Plasma. And there's that scene where they're watching the um, home movies and everybody comes screaming out of the beach and there's blood everywhere. And Dame Edna is saying, oh, those nasty sea wasps. And I remember watching it. And when you watch it as an adult, it looks like crap. But as a kid, seeing 30 people all come out of the beach screaming, going, ah, with blood everywhere, it just knocked me. That was 1973. And I was way too young to go see that movie. And they just let us (laughs) kids go in they didn't care i mean i must have been 8 years old or something and they, they didn't care that they're letting in a bunch of 8 to 10 year olds into an r rated film
3: i they were they were different times
2: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs>
5: I think it's uh, I think it's interesting that like I mean jaws is a fantastic film and um even though it was like about sharks and mm. I think um one of the things that people were saying about it was that it was good because of how little you actually saw the shark mm. because it was like it was like lurking <laughs> sneakily in the background and that's what kind of made it like viable that like a lot of the um the, the people in the town were just like not believing that it was there and that like that sort of just um, sort of like shadowy like like foreshadowing of it happening. And um and then of course there's like these those scenes where you see like you're just the children innocently playing in the water and it, even the mom's like oh oh yeah that's fine and then um when the father comes along and tells her like oh no there was somebody like killed by them, she's just like, Oh my god, get out of the water! <laughs> like, you know, she really like you, you can you can feel like that mother's protectiveness um just kick in and she's like oh gotta protect your children um and i think that's that was that was like um that is something that like i really book into that i really love about um, both horror movies as well as um sci fi's like terminator is like um that that <clears throat> there is always that sense that when someone is in danger there's also like either a mother figure or father figure or a family member or friend that like really sells it because they're so concerned about that character that's in danger. Um, and that's, um, I, that's, that's something that I hook into more than like the, like actual monster, so, so to speak.
2: I saw a different version to you. <laughs> I, I only just uh, read about it the other day that there's um, this whole cut scene and I'm looking at this um, story and going, but that's the opening scene i saw it i don't know what, did everybody else see a jaws that starts with an opening scene of a woman that's in the ocean and you see the shark yeah. actually come up and rip her to shreds well you don't I... see her
3: rip, rip to shreds but she sort of flushes about in the water and goes around it's quite hilarious actually but yeah, yeah that's 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 the <laughs> that original one
2: wrong? and you it's see um yeah the one I uh, saw was just right in your face and you saw lots of blood you saw the kid on a, a yellow lilo yeah being ripped yeah, yeah. the one yeah yeah the very like a of,
3: fountain it was just a fountain
2: yeah yeah the one I saw was just blood curdling whereas where you mentioned curdling. alien cookie and alien uh, you could not see the alien much in that first no, one um no 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 not at all I got there is so much there that um, I found it frustrating that you could not quite see, you couldn't quite hear, and then it's all happening. I you haven't played the Alien game, have you? No, I
3: haven't. <laughs> it's, it's, no, give, it a, give it a try, man. It'll freak seven colours
2: of shit out of you. <laughs> 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 uh, we need to make a film that uh, gets up and gory like that. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't do that. I'm off for that. I think
5: oh, um, a- you can get into an escape room. Like some somebody act has actually set up like an escape room that's um, that's alien themed.
3: Oh really? Um, That'd be awesome. Yeah. That so like,
5: and sick. they actually do have like actors like in the ceilings and stuff, like um, pushing like the walls and things and shaking everything. So like, you really get the sense of like <laughs> stuff moving <you're wearing>
3: around. <laughs> mm. That would be cool. <laughs> Oh, Anastasia.
4: I would latest... go, but I would just be in the centre of the room at all times and just, like,
1: why <laughs> actually, are you smart
3: and not dying? Actually, I would not want you to go because you'd scream and I've heard your scream.
2: <laughs> oh, from yeah, Dark Knight you... of the Zombogies. Yes. That yes. scream is the <laughs> ultimate. So that's yeah. the first I did with uh, Vixie. That's the first mm-hmm. movie we all did together, Dark Knight. Yeah, Night yeah, exactly. Yes. Well,
5: yeah.
4: Because <laughs> we were all acting in it, all of us.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. God, well, that was most of us were acting. <laughs> how, many, how many years ago yeah, was Yeah, I
5: just, I just did what I usually do and I went straight for the heart.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't. Oh, what that year was, was that? 2016? Could be. Uh, because...
3: No, January uh, 2017.
2: Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Now I think, like I'd been making music videos before that, but I'd never done a film before. I think that was my first short movie that um, I ever directed. Of course, I had a lot of help. Dia uh, Taylor uh, was really the uh, the main director on that, and we worked together. But that's when we all got together, and thirty films later, we're all together on this show. It's the first podcast hey. we've all been together on.
5: <laughs> <awesome>. Yeah, wow.
2: <laughs> and
3: to celebrate your birthday.
0: Yeah. 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 Is, is actually, yeah. as far as I know, this is like the first birthday on the podcast. So happy birthday to David.
3: Hey, there we go. <laughs> <Nice. As far laughs> the as,
0: I, unless unless people didn't just you know, they were just, they didn't say it was their birthday. But if they didn't say it then I don't know, but as far as I know, this is the first birthday we're actually recording, so that's that's kinda cool.
2: I just there went go, with the date that we got given because every, everybody here has been busy. Um, Anastasia's just brought out a movie, Sinister Symbiosis.
3: <laughs> Vixie you,
2: just uh, brought and, out a movie. Uh,
4: right, cookie.
2: Yep. Oh, Cookie's in that and he's also in the one that Vixy's in. Uh, yes. The wizard film, Quest of Questions. <laughs> quest <Yes>. of Questions. <laughs> so, yeah. It's the last. Of- <laughs> and I think the film before that is hamlet for the Fieries that you're the star of glenn cookie yes
3: yeah
2: oh sorry cookie (laughs) sorry
4: (laughs) i started starting to turn it down can't stop
2: only the privileged ones are allowed to use the name glenn that's it (laughs) although (laughs) the silly thing is when you look at the helmet there that it actually has got cook written on it and that was used in hamlet for the Fieries, and here i am forgetting I can't I forget my lines <laughs> on the in the on the sets too. <clears throat> Which, of course, oh, no. nobody else ever does, do they? <laughs> oh,
4: no,
3: I, I,
2: I just... <laughs> just make it up
3: as we go along, you know. <laughs>
5: Improvisation! I was actually making one because I couldn't remember my lines. But I, we were just like, okay, we're just going to record the vo- voice lines separately. And then, like...
2: That's flog and fluff.
5: Yes, flog <laughs> and <laughs>
1: Is
5: that out yet? Yeah, Blag. Yeah? Yeah, so to watch it, do we just go to the Darbis channel
2: on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, I put that up. uh, That one came out during the lockdown. During the lockdown, I've had uh, four new movies come out because Blag and Fluff was sitting there and editing for a year. I think Mm. Sinister Symbiosis was sitting in, in... Editing for a year um, The only one that, uh, Just the last one we did before lockdown Was yours, Glenn, um, Cookie Yours was the last one you was, see, it, was
3: it the last uh, one before lockdown?
2: Yeah uh, Australia was burning down And we wanted it, to do yeah, something yeah, it, To it, raise awareness yeah, That's right so, yeah. so we went from the bushfires To um,
3: Zombie apocalypse Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's going to yeah, be a year so. of wonders for every year. God, look, That's I'm only halfway through the year. What do you think the second half of this year is going to do?
4: I don't want to know. I've got four subjects online. i just said five subjects online. I just want to get through the rest of this year and graduate. <laughs> my other degree. Well,
3: I'm kind, of, I'm my kind, other kind degree. of hoping for a meteorite impact. A
2: meteorite impact would be great. I mean,
4: that would, that would, that would save, you know, the good people of the planet. <laughs>
2: no, nah, well, I don't yeah, want YouTube, YouTube to go, YouTube. go down. Because if, if there's a meteorite impact and YouTube goes down, the whole channel goes down.
4: Oh, that would be a shame.
2: Yeah. Besides, <laughs> the world, according to the Bible, the world's been destroyed by flood once and God made a promise never to do that again, which is why we've got a rainbow. That's God's promise. means That's the world true. next gets destroyed by fire, according to the Bible. Well, which isn't Thomas. biblical at all. But the polychronicon has that the world will be destroyed by fire next.
3: Well, a good portion of Australia's burnt, so Yeah, yeah. We've Australia, Australia's got we've got um
4: we've, we were prepared. We know what we know
3: what's gonna go down. And <laughs> I has mean, gotta say, it's pretty weird though, when I drove up and saw my parents and it was like you, know, you drive for six hours and for six hours everything is burnt. <laughs> it's weird. It's very, very
0: weird. Oh, that's crazy. That's very damn. That's nice.
3: Yeah, you know, but you you can't imagine it. No, you see it on the news. You don't get a, a real. I mean, you know, it's bad. But when you actually see it for real, mm-hmm. um, and like I say, you're driving at a hundred kilometres an hour for six hours, you know, and it's all burnt. Well, that's a large, large area. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's okay, we've done the burning. What's next, Dave? Well,
2: well <laughs> there's also the ten plagues of Pharaoh. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I
4: mean, technically, one's
2: gone around now. The, well, the, first, the first one was blood. The next one was, was frogs. I actually know all of the uh, plagues in Hebrew. I don't know them in English. And it takes me a few minutes to try to translate the Hebrew to English because I don't speak Hebrew very well. <laughs> I speak it well enough that if I went to Israel, I could order a falafel. But I can also, I can also order a falafel in Arabic too.
4: That's useful, though, falafel's
2: great. Yeah, <laughs> falafel's I, think great. It's important, I think it's important to learn all of the languages in the world to know how to say hello, goodbye, where's the toilet, and I want a falafel, please.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but what if you're in Japan? Yeah, they, they have, falafel have falafel in Japan. Sure. Japan. <laughs> Do they? Mine. They'd be, they
3: would be a have sushi
2: roll or something. They
5: would probably have a, like
2: fusion fusion falafel sushi. <laughs> now, there'll be Japanese. Well, the Japanese make these pancakes, onigori or what are they called? Oh, yeah, they're great. Oh, I they're, love them. they're
3: the bomb. Yes.
2: Well, one of the uh, religious foods for Jews is actually pancakes. It's for um, oh, one of lucky. the festivals. Latkes. Oh. Latkes. Yeah, I have fallen in love with the Japanese ones. And think that they're just as good as Lutkas. So I mean, if the Japanese have got lutkas, they'll have falafel. That's true. Yep.
3: That's true. Oh damn! I'm sold. Uh,
2: my favorite's actually pizza. <laughs> 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 Deep pan pizza. That is mm. my favourite. The one that's got all of that extra cheese because the pan is really thick.
0: What's everybody mm-hmm. food when they're watching? A movie in general, I guess mine for horror movies would be wings and pizza. And my main reason, besides the fact that they're both good, is it's one of those things you don't have to really look down too much to eat, you just kind of grab it and keep watching TV or watching a movie. Unlike, mm. like a pasta or something, because you have to, you know, if you're eating spaghetti, you gotta kind of watch what you're doing. But pizza, you can literally just kind of glance at it and eat. Well,
3: it all depends Go. where you where you watch your movie, I suppose. I mean, I, I'm a bit of a fan of going to the cinema because it's got a really nice smell, you know, probably mm. stale popcorn, I suppose. So <laughs> typically I, I, base, I base a good movie on how many Maltesers I eat. So if I go in and I buy a bag of Maltesers, um, I don't know what if you guys have those over in the States. what is that? Um, um, but you go and watch a movie. And if I've still got most of a bag of Maltesers, you know it's been a really fucking good movie because you haven't eaten the Maltesers. But if you've finished the Maltesers before the first act is over, well, Yeah, you know it's kind of boring and it sucks and all that sort of thing. You're not into it. So (laughs) that's my my gauge of how good a movie is.
0: What is that? A Maltese. Well,
2: they're round.
3: They're like chocolate balls. Yeah, they're like little malt balls with chocolate on the outside. They're really yummy.
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay. They had to change from jaffers to Maltesers because once you got uh, carpet in the cinemas, you couldn't roll your jaffers down the aisle. Mm -hmm.
4: Aww. But wouldn't they get all hairy, if the cinema floor wasn't clean?
2: Oh, nobody talked about eating them now, in the old oh. days, like the, the <laughs> in the old days, like in the nineteen fifties, you'd get uh like I wasn't there, but I got told about it because you had wooden floors they made a noise if somebody opened up the Jaffa box uh, and they went and bounced know, like- down the wooden wooden uh floor oh,
3: it was a good Jaffa zone.
2: I'll tell you what's probably coming to Australia, it's probably not used for uh, America, but it's the actual pub cinema, like the Alamo Draft House. So you go into what looks like a cinema, but what's in front of you is actually like a little table, and you order, and they bring hamburgers and beer and everything to you. You watch oh. a movie, and you, what you're eating In front of the movie is your hamburger, your chips, your fries or a steak or whatever. For me, it would all be vegetarian. And then Mm -hmm. in between the movies, out comes a guy and he does a chook raffle. He says, does anyone have this particular ticket? And and you win lots of movie memorabilia and prizes. And uh, yeah, so I mean, you've got less people in the cinema because you're sitting at a table. But you get to have a proper meal like a pub meal. Mm-hmm. We're about to lose a lot of cinemas when this um, whole thing is over, and I think um, that that will probably be the trend that takes off here.
3: I could, I could but be- we'll always have the answer.
2: Mm.
5: I hope so. Um, yes. in, one of my room. friends has been quite vocal about how much he's missed going to the cinemas um, because of... And, like, yeah, people... I think people would be, like, eager to go back to the cinemas, like, since they have been in lockdown for so long.
2: Yeah. That's I, what I, happened last time. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> when World War I finished and the whole um, pandemic finished, there was a rush on cinemas and going out and everything. Although I don't know what sort of cinemas they had then. I think they were like Nickelodeons. But, you know, <laughs> I read that there was a rush. People rushed into everything. same will happen yeah, again.
3: Did. You remember? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think that'll happen for sure, you know. Um, whatever the next movement in technology will be, I'll, we'll certainly be moving into it big time, you know. And even even with lockdown, I know there's a lot more people online and a lot more people broadcasting and doing things like that. So, yeah, I think the next big thing's coming, but I think there's always going to be the need for the big screen, you know. Yeah. Even even home theatre, you know, where, I mean, I've got a projector here at home, but... Um, it still doesn't, even though it's a nice big screen. It still doesn't top actually going to the movies mm-hmm. and seeing it in an actual theatre, you know. Um yeah. And you know, I mentioned the Asta before, and the Asta's, it's a hundred years old, but it's fantastic, you know. Um, and it's, the it's, Asta's. Yeah,
2: The Esther still fits uh, 2,000 people. So they're able to open up uh, with the current restrictions and be able to socially distance and fit 400 in like your other cinemas. So they're going to be fine. The the palace around the corner fits 2,500. So if you need for the staff um, a cinema with 400 people, both of those will be fine. So they were like Mm. the ones that were going to go by the uh, wayside like the dinosaurs, they'll survive. Mm. But uh, a 60-seat cinema has got problems because they can't pay the staff if only 15 people are allowed in. (laughs) That's it.
4: Yeah. Um, I I went to the Lunar Drive in which is in Cranbourne, I think, for the first time on the the 23rd because... uh, I went to see the movie with um, my boyfriend and we, because I I got fooled because the adolescents were running. I could see them running in the car, like from the car park. And I was like, oh, maybe they're open. They weren't. (laughs) So we drove to the little drive-in. And so we went and got our, um, we went and got like chips and, and burgers. And then I got some chocolate and then we went and drank, we just got drinks and we went and sat in the car and it was incredible because I'd been to movies in the park where my mum would take me and we'd see, like they'd set up this massive screen in, in a park and it, everyone would come with bean bags and be like a barbecue and you could buy hot sausages and drinks and it, and it would be like, it was it was more like kids movies because it was like a, like a family event. So there was like, um, like all, the, all the popular kids movies and stuff like that. But it was it was really different going from that to the lunar driving and even before then, we once saw a movie in a pool. Like we we were at a pool with my with my mom again, and they had a screen set up at the far end of the swimming pool, so everyone sat in the shallow end, and so that was really interesting again. But definitely, um, in terms of cinemas, like I remember seeing the Rocky Horror Picture Show with a live. Um, reenactment for the very first time so of course I had to be I was one of the uh Rocky Horror pitch to a so I had to go up and we had to make orgasm noises than anyone over <laughs> <a> one <laughs> and anyone down
5: I've done that too well, uh yeah the uh, was part of the shadow cast and like yeah we would yeah. Uh, we would like yell out some of the things and and um and yeah make the orgasm noise it
1: that was, was so funny, funny.
5: It's like it was so just, just, just a great experience to like to actually participate in watching the movie, um, and it being completely accepted to like jump up and down and share and stuff in an actual cinema. <laughs> yeah, and be
4: like, Brad, oh. you're an asshole."
5: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it it is so great good. to see
2: drive-ins coming back. Oh yeah, yeah totally. Because
5: it's literally
4: social distancing because yes.
2: you're in your car. Oh, <laughs> you the know? drive-in experience—I—I've I lived through that. Um, nowadays. I think they'll still have the technology that they had when the last drive-ins were dying where you actually just tune in on FM radio. Mm, but when yeah. I started yep. going, they had these speakers that you put on the window. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, I
3: remember And people
2: would forget and they'd go to drive off and wreck their windows. Yes. 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 The other thing is the way the – like we were little kids and the way the um, drive-ins were was that they're like – This it's not smooth ground, so that each car is actually just slightly up on an angle, and we'd go running for the car park and always fall over and end up with the worst (laughs) gravel rashes because we weren't running on flat ground and we were little kids and too stupid to know. Yeah. And then the second bit, the drive-ins were famous for B grade movies. That's where Mm -hmm. they put the uh, B grade porn and the B grade horror. So. At eight years old, we would um, sit, like, uh, drive-ins were on main roads because they were mainstream back then. So you'd be standing out there and you, as a little kid, be watching porno movies. I saw Flash, uh, Flesh Gordon. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and That's all a the- great film. Uh, that sounds kind of a bit I'll be about eight it's, years old it's and really good. Them. And the case of the Smiling Stiffs. Oh, wow. To me, that's, <laughs> that's what porn's all about. We saw the Decameron. We saw, um, I mean, all of those porn ones, I think they're by today's standard softcore and oh, you just watch them. So mild. Uh, oh, very mild. but And they're also funny. But as when I was a kid, those were R rated porn and we'd be standing in the street watching them.
3: Flesh Gordon was actually my first porn film I ever saw, actually. And I managed to hire it out. It was in the mainstream videos, believe it or not, when I finally oh. got to see it. again, That's <laughs> that how mild annoying. it really is. And and, it came, and like, we watched it and I said, man, you've got to check this out. I saw this when I was a kid and we were sitting around watching this thing. And it's as funny as it's, it's so funny. It's not, oh, there's a bit of nudity, but I mean, geez, what's not got nudity in it these days? But um, yeah. but it's it's the jokes and the gags and stuff, even the even the animation and things and the effects were actually not too bad considering but it's it's really fucking funny. You know, it's really worth a watch um, just for the humour.
2: Um, well, that's the yeah, thing no, about budgets. Um, back then, you could get a budget and they'd call it B-grade compared to Hollywood. Trying to get a budget nowadays is just um, there's that many filmmakers. And that's what we've all forgotten. You're all here to promote your projects and oh. your careers. <laughs> Not to listen to silly old men like me talking about watching porn at eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: when, when you say it like that, it doesn't
3: sound...
2: <laughs> yeah. So, Cookie, what? what are you working on? What do you want to do?
3: Oh, all right. Um, well, yeah, I've, I've lockdown sort of obviously smashed Seven Colours of Crap out of the um, industry pretty well. So any films that I was attached to for lighting or anything like that have all gone wheels up for the moment Um, I believe they're looking at starting in the second half of the year sometime depending how the second wave is going here in Victoria Um, Mm -hmm. so I mean um, and I've got something else that I'm working on but I can't really say what that is at the moment other than it's bigger than Ben Hur and yeah it takes me to another level from what I've been doing in the past Um, big things are coming I guess but that said, you know I've been throwing myself into a lot of photography. So as soon as we were allowed, allowed out, um, you know, I sort of put an ad up on Facebook, and you know, anybody, any models who want to get some photos done or whatever like that, and I sort of got swamped. <laughs> and so, like, I, I did. I think I did in two weeks. I did about eight shoots all up, you know. And I try to space out because I'm filling up, you know, several 32 gig cards for the photos, like 2,000 photos at least um of these girls and stuff and yeah i've got some really really good shoots you know because we managed to get the last end of autumn going there and and like some absolutely fabulous stuff um and now we're back into lockdown again i'm like okay well now i'll just do some editing (laughs) um the only downside is i had a hard drive guy on me so i lost everything like a year's worth of work from lightroom just disappear on this hard drive um, I'm glad I had the backup of Lightroom and all that sort of stuff. So oh. I didn't lose the, I didn't lose all the raw files. Thankfully it's just all the work that I've done. So bad, but not too bad. God, pain. Um, yeah. Like, oh. when I talk about horror film, have a hard drive die on you. Or <laughs> well, um, lose a
4: hard drive and never be able to find it again. That's my horror
3: story. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't say I've done yeah. that. <laughs> you should but, put Anastasia uh, yeah. yeah.
2: down as your next, um, your next model.
4: Would I, well, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I would. but I
4: start back at uni on the 20th of July, <laughs> so... Uh. Uh, Alright, well, let's...
3: We
5: I always found it interesting that, like, because, um, I, again, I absolutely love Terminator, and the whole premise behind that was, like, that people were afraid of new technology. And I always was like, yeah, but... You're far more likely to be done in by technology failing you than technology actually coming after you. Yeah,
3: that's absolutely it. Yeah.
2: Anastasia, what are you... you Oh, before I ask Anastasia, and I'm sorry I took over your show, Aaron, there, but uh, the one thing that Cookie's got in common with Anastasia and Victoria, which I don't have you've all got your diplomas in cinematography. Yes. Yeah. Do I have yeah. them on, on my shows <laughs> because they're yeah. all smart and have got degrees and diplomas in cinematography and I don't.
3: Oh, uh, it's easy uh, enough to uh, teach you, Dave. You're well, we we need, with we need like you for the knowledge. street
5: smarts. We need you for the street yeah. smarts. Yeah, like, we would have never been able to set up this podcast without you. You're the one that yes, like,
2: absolutely.
5: Like, line these things up.
2: Well, I just have you guys on because you don't treat me like crap. You don't put me down about my lack of knowledge, and you explain to me what can and can't be done. So, and you all work together well. So that comes to Anastasia. What do you want to promote with your work?
4: Okay. Well, um, the last thing that I was in—wasn't say on. But in is more appropriate. <laughs> was <laughs> sinister symbiosis with Cookie and David, and. Uh, well, that, talking about blood, and that was a very bloody like, shoot. <laughs> and <laughs> there were, yeah, I think it was also fantastic, and it was really, really good because um, it's quite funny. Um, I like to consider myself not too dark, or I don't know. I, you know, everyone's got their dark sides, but I've never been able to explore mine. And um, because of David's naming the characters, our our names, it's almost like I had a dark twin I could just, like, into. And it actually really, like, I just basically snapped into the shadow side. And it was absolutely incredible. Um, Because what happened was... um, I was in the final year of my Deacon drama degree because I I'm, I'm, was studying two degrees and I've just graduated actually as of the 25th of June um, from my deacon degree. Um, and I, this, we had to do um, a festival as part of our graduate showcase. And so I basically, because of symbiosis and Anastasia, um, I was able to create this like show, which was exploring the dark side and darkness and it really like allowed me like to really just nestle in and be comfortable with the darkness and then like I think that's really helped me because I haven't really been able to explore that side of me and explore the boundaries of acting and it was like it was really incredible and it was so much
3: fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember, I remember when we were filming this, and I was watching it from the sides because I did the lighting for Dave on that. And yeah, you could see, it, you're like, you start off and you're a little bit hesitant or whatever, and then somewhere along the way, it's just like it flipped a switch, and then you just you would like dark as fuck. Hey, eh? it was like, whoa, whoa, you. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, and that laugh you had and stuff. I was like, man, <laughs> it was, I think it, what it, we it had- it comes
2: from. <laughs> Well, I think what we had going for us there was it was predominantly uh, women on the set and that was done mm. on purpose. That meant that you didn't have to worry um, about guys, except that I was there as a guy or more as the victim. But I thought, you know, if I get um, Natasha on as the um, DOP and you've got a woman you can work with, you might, it just might be that thing that lets you go and let fly. Mm. I don't know if you might have done that. So with Gerardo or any other guys, uh, being the, uh, DOP. I
4: don't know. I just, because we all get along so well, and I trust you guys like with my life. So I'm happy <laughs> to just like push all the boundaries and cause we've, we've done other shit before. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just trust you guys with my life. So I know that we're always all good. And you know, like the more like the more comfortable I am with someone, like the further I, I feel like I can go. Mm. Like, yeah, just cause I remember we, um, before my drama classes went online this semester, we had to do this um, really disturbing play. We would just do the scene and like recreate it. Um, and basically the dude who was um, meant to be attacking me in the scene, I was just like, you know, look, go hard. It's fine. Like all you did was like restrain me and that, but I was like, it's cool. Just go hard. We're all good. Like I'm cool. (laughs) You're cool. And it really worked because it was able to like push the tension right down. And I think it made my lecturer was slightly uncomfortable, but (laughs) (laughs) it it, it, it was effective. But yeah, that's delicious.
5: Yes. I mean, I totally agree with Anastasia. I mean, I absolutely love the fact that like um, when we work with David, we do get Things done, and they are available on YouTube, which you can totally watch even in this lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. And mm. there was like, yeah, that because we just were such a great team that we um, that we built that trust between each other. Um, we can get shots that um, that you wouldn't normally be able to get with um, other crew. Like there was a one um, which was that seance one.
1: Oh yes. Oh, yes, yes. Gerardo yes that, that.
5: that one. That one like I'm a very like um I like my personal space and don't touch me kind of person, yes. right? But like um in that one I was just like um there was a scene where Dave was like holding me and hugging me and I was like, yeah, just go for it. And he was like, cause he was like grieving and he was like shaking me and stuff. And like, so we got this like really emotional scene, right. That that we only could get because, um, I was just completely comfortable with him being able to like, just hug me and shake me like that. Um, and like even one of the other actors, like there was just this weird moment where like, um, I was, like, in the scene, we just spontaneously I get my throat slit and I'm just, like, there going, there's no place in the world I'd rather be right now. This is just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just having the time of my life on the set. Um, so, uh, yeah, of course, there's those uh, films that um, really, please check them out on um, Davis Black channel on YouTube, which um, I'm sure you'll have a link there. Um, oh, yeah, I'll also, get there in
2: the link after, yeah.
5: Um, but I've also been having um, some of my student films that I've been working on, um, which one of them uh, we've we've had to wait because um, we weren't allowed to book out equipment off-site. Um, and, like, it happened just when we were filming, like, the very last scene. So we're waiting oh. for the... <laughs> so we're waiting for uh, the equipment to be released, which should be happening in the next couple of weeks, um, to film that very last scene. Um, uh, that one's coffin Run. Uh, currently oh, we're oh. able to have, like, a... Love the three name. Episode. <laughs> We've been able to cut together a three-episode web- webisode. Mm-hmm. Um and that should be, uh, that, that. we're looking into doing festivals for that, but um, there's obviously more festivals that want short films. So if we do get that last scene, we'll be able to cut together a short film version and do the festival circuit then. Um, and another one that I'm working on is not a horror. It is just, it is a short film um, about a, uh, it's about a very traditional family, and they're faced with the possibility of being torn apart by a divorce. And this, uh, the the woman that's at the heart of this is uh, she. the The marriage has started to get quite toxic, and she is actually starting to be in a bit of trouble uh, with domestic violence. Um, so. Uh, so, we've we've started our uh, GoFundMe, so I, I'll put that link down there as well, that um, we're trying to raise funds for it, and we're just trying to raise the awareness and interest in it. So, like, even if people just put in, like, $5 to, like, um, say that they, like, want to support us making this film, we'd really, really appreciate that. Um, so... Uh, I have. Uh, we had a and A live on Facebook um, to generate some interest in this film because we really just want more support, um, like moral support for it, as well as like the financial thing. Does really help us a lot, a lot. We um, we again we're just waiting for the equipment to be released, which we have heard will be released um, in two weeks' time. So uh, tentatively we'll be able to start filming then. So we're really just, we're coming down to the wire. Uh, We have been doing a ton of pre-production work on this. So and of course we were doing it throughout the whole COVID virus thing so it has ha- presented us with a ton of challenges but we have been working really hard and just pushing through and just work finding workarounds whenever it was like oh we weren't able to like do this or we weren't able to do that we've been doing um all our rehearsals and stuff online using zoom um no, not <laughs> so uh, uh we're hoping that um now that the restrictions have relaxed a little bit. That we will be able to work out a physical rehearsal. Uh, we already have it cast with amazing, amazing cast. Uh, and yeah, so that's that's one of the big bigger projects I've, um, I'm currently working on at the moment.
0: That's nice. That sounds good, though. All you guys sound good with the projects you've done and getting ready to do. I know once this whole COVID crap is over, we probably can't wait to get back on set and doing things together, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is a good time too to, I guess, to work on some other crafts, or <clears throat> if you can do films on your own, just by yourself with your phones or whatever equipment you have at your home, oh. for podcasts to start your own shows or continue your shows or get a lot of editing done, or for married men, husbands, you know, those things you promise you're gonna, you know, your wife. Okay, I'll get it done. <laughs> Six months later. Well, there's no excuse if, if you're one of the ones who are stuck at home through this whole COVID thing there's really no excuse anymore like I had to go to work it's like no you didn't stop lying <laughs> you were just watching football on the couch or tv on the couch all day every day so yeah it's a good time to ca- get caught up in stuff and it's I mean just for me alone with my podcast I went like strictly to I do video audio now before Dave when I had you on it was just audio we recorded video but it was just audio as far as when it went out but now it's both and i really just started this like back in march and really just learned a lot more with the green screen and everything i'm learning more as i go so for some things the covid was good not people getting sick and dying and the people that lost their jobs i mean as far as just parts like this it's kind of good you get to kind of work on your craft me for example you get to learn yourself a little bit more And once this is over hopefully we all come out as better people and hopefully things get back to better than normal and get back to the horror i miss it i like I, I really do miss going to the theater every now and then and watch a horror movie i'm a mm. home body when it comes to like as far as like say if my wife and i go out to eat i would rather go out grab the food and bring it home but now i do miss going out to like a restaurant and getting something to eat yeah so, so many things are so different now but we'll see what happens when it all changes when it all comes back and I just can't wait to see a movie in theaters again. That's like one of my biggest things. <laughs> movie there was a good, like two that stand out to me: is Halloween Kills and Candyman. Or two. Countries. Okay. Now the oh, and The Conjuring
2: Three is another one. Conjuring 3 I love and Candyman the Conjuring. Looking for I'm Looking forward. Well, to Candyman's got another one coming out, hasn't it?
3: Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's, yeah,
2: it like, does. it's supposed um. to be.
0: A conti- it's supposed to be, they call it a spiritual sequel, and it's following the original, it's, not, it's excluding the second and third one, it's following the original, and it was supposed to come out, I believe, this month, or supposed to be out already, I forgot you now, and as you guys can see, it's not out, but let's see what happens in these next few months, if people just start wearing their damn masks and listening, maybe <laughs> just uh, like, it up.
5: I remember when um, I was in high school, I saw Candyman for the first time at a slumber party with my um, best friend. And um, (laughs) we dared her little brother to go to the mirror and say his name three times. (gasps) And on the third time, my friend clicked the switch of, of, of the light on him and it just went dark. And he screamed so loudly. <laughs> like, I think we woke up all the neighbors. That was so funny. That was so mean, but it was so Aww. funny.
0: <laughs> no, that's funny stuff. You got to miss it. When <laughs> comes to horror, that's one thing I love about horror is when you get the chance to scare somebody. It's their reactions are so freaking hilarious, and it's not even like I don't do it as much now. I haven't done it in a while. Like when I would scare my wife nine times a tenant. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, it wouldn't be on purpose, but sometimes you just do it just because. Like I, I'm a person who walks quiet. Like I guess if you, like the Jason Voorhees, the Michael Myers. I, I'm just a quiet walker, so you don't hear me walking through the house. And I could just walk into a room how I normally walk, and she'll get mad <laughs> because she didn't hear me. I like tap her on her shoulder or just something, <laughs> and she's like, "What's what, what's wrong with you? Why don't you make an noise when you?" I'm like, I, "You know I walk." I don't stomp around the house. It's just not. I was never like. I was never like that. Even growing up, I don't stomp around. The house. So it, it is doing that every once in a while. Sometimes it's on purpose. Sometimes it's really just me, it's like walking in the kitchen to get something to drink, and she just happens to be in there and turns around. Like, what are you doing?
3: <laughs> yeah. uh, you're you're called what we call here the creeping Jesus. <laughs> you, you, you sort of appear and you turn around and go, oh Jesus, where did you come from? <laughs>
4: i do that by accident sometimes but sometimes it, it just happens <laughs>
5: yeah oh yeah with me it's like really, it's completely by accident um i not like my mom my mom i like i don't think i'm that quiet But, like, I don't know. My mum, when she's, like, not paying attention, just, like, won't notice. And, like, she'll just turn around. She'll, like, suddenly see me and be like, "Ah!" And I'm just like, why is that scary? And then I started watching all those Japanese horrors where, like, the little girl, like, just appears Mm the room. I'm like, oh, I understand
3: now. Some of of that Japanese horror is really good, though.
5: It is quite
2: scary. Mm -hmm. Same with the Chinese horror, like Chinese ghost story.
5: I like, yeah, I like Silent really good. Hill, I, I like Silent Hill. Uh, more because like I started off playing the computer games. And then... Silent Hill? Yeah.
0: I just recently watched that movie a couple months ago with my wife. I, that was a good one. We actually watched, wasn't there, like, two of them or three of them?
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, they're actually quite good adaptions from um the games. Like, Because usually, like... Uh, a lot of the computer game movies tend to ca- get a lot of, like, um, flack for the fact that, like, when you translate a story from a computer game, it's, like, sometimes that just does not translate well into film. But, like, uh, quite a few of the horror films, like, did pretty well doing that. Like, um, I-, I really love the Resident Evil series. Like, See,
0: my, awesome. see now my brother. Yeah. He he's a huge Resident Evil game fan fanatic. So like, the films bothered him, but because he's a you know when you're a diehard yeah. gamer with that, and then you yeah. watch the movie and me like I I still haven't watched the movies. I will one of these days, and I'm like an occasional gamer as far as far as the Resident Evils go. I play here and there and all that. I don't like the story as well as he does. So like the movie, bo- the movies did bother him. He did enjoy them, but he said if you're someone who's not really into the games that much or if never played the games. The movies aren't bad at all, but I I get that. And like yeah. with Silent Hill, how it, it kind of goes good. The movie follows the game pretty good. I, I like. I, I'm glad to hear that. It's real similar with books and movies. You read a book, yeah. and then you watch the movie. You're like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
5: yes, And there's like so many times yeah. when it's like, like, um, the book is just so much <laughs> like, I mean, I, I read um, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep and Blade Runner and I'm just like, they are so two completely different things. Like, what I imagined when I was reading the book was like, it had like a totally different aesthetic feel to it. Like, it was just yeah. so, and, and there's things in the book where they were like, um, where they, they had that scene where the um, androids trap a spider. Mm-hmm. and they start like cutting it and mm. it it's just like it's such an in, like an intense like scene it is like it's actually like the void contest as you as you read through it it's like if you don't if you don't feel more human like if you don't feel that empathy then perhaps you should ask yourself if you're an android <laughs> like cuz it was just it's um there's just like so much emotion in the book that just did not yeah. translate at all onto the screen.
3: You're totally right, though. I mean, it, yeah, it's the book. I've read the book as well, and it's it is so totally different. Um, what Ridley did with Blade Runner as a film though, is it's almost like a standalone thing based on the book, and the book sort of just happened to be yeah. incidentally there. You know, that's how I sort of look at it. Yeah, it was you sort know, of like with-
5: more inspired by the book. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. we we love. I just love watching Harrison Ford because, like, he's
2: hot. <laughs> you got a crush.
5: <laughs> I do, I do. Like, I love it, like so many movies, especially Star Wars. Love Han
3: Solo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but look, but look what Disney did to Star Wars. Now there's a horror story oh, for yeah. you.
5: Yeah, that's <laughs> man. Yeah, that is not that is horrible. Not anymore.
3: You know, <laughs> Disney have gone. Hey. You guys like this? We're going to kill it. Yeah. yeah. Disney brought out the Gremlins, and Gremlins was, you know, now they've now they've just released the Gremlins into Disney, um, into Star Wars, and it's like dead. Well,
5: there's it's there's no resurrection though. of
3: that.
5: It was funny though, because um, when Disney bought over Fox, everyone was like, um, "The Alien Queen is now a, a Disney Queen. <laughs> He's really a legit princess." Do you think the whole
2: thing with um, (laughs) Disney princesses, they're going to get funny about this whole gender thing and we're going to have to have um, gender neutral um, royalty? Or are they going to (laughs) say you can't have royalty because royalty is basically oppressive. It's a dictatorship. What's going to change next? We'll see. (laughs) We'll see with this i look forward to all of these things you know because a long time ago the whole idea with the b grade movies was that they weren't following the Hays code so it created um it created uh, a market you could break the Hayes code you had your b grade movie and there'd be people that would see it but uh as restrictions started um you know being loosened by the time you got Game of Thrones, there's nowhere for a B grade movie to go because Game of Thrones has just done everything that B grade would do, but with a multi million dollar budget. So mm-hmm. we need new rules so that filmmakers can break them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, that sounds good.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm, uh, that's why I'm not online complaining about all of the restrictions. I came close to complaining the other day and everyone wanted to shout me down because all of a sudden actors aren't allowed to act outside of their own race or out of, for instance, let's say you wanted to play a Jewish character. They wouldn't let you do it. Yet one of the best Jewish characters I ever saw was Donald Pleasance playing a Jewish guy. He always said that he had no idea how to play one. But when I saw him, I thought he did a brilliant job. I think an actor should be able to act as everything, including not just race and all of that, but to be able to act as a tree, act as a dog, (laughs) act as a cat, act as anything animate or inanimate. We've done that. We did cat. We both did cats. I thought that was brilliant. We had to get our mindset into what do cats do now, anastasia and myself we didn't just leave it to chance we spent what about six hours talking about how cats will go after a ball and the different Watching things cat videos did. For research. yeah and the whole idea is uh, i'm a boy cat you're a girl cat let's capture the spirit as soon as i start bringing in these restrictions that you're not allowed to act as certain things i mean To me, that's nuts. So I look forward to all of these new rules coming in so that when they're established and a couple of years have gone by, I can bloody well come in and smash them. (laughs) 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 Yeah, look, who knows where that's all
3: going to go, hey? I mean, like I said, at the moment, there's a big outcry of all that sort of thing, you know. Um, But I've always found it an interesting sort of thing to see different cultures playing different cultures um i think there was a movie oh god t- tell me how long ago it was white girls i think it's called
5: oh, on, yes. Um, oh, very funny. oh yes i'm just
3: trying to think what year that was oh, now but i mean ever. but um, you know but i mean we're seeing two black white men chicks playing two wh- white, white chicks. chicks yeah it was something <laughs> like along those lines playing two white women and i'm thinking hey, that's a really interesting concept you're like you're really moving from you're literally seeing it, what it's like from someone else's
2: perspective, quite literally. Oh, one of the classics, like Billy Crystal. Do you remember him playing his the teenage daughter? And she's pretend like, this is a man pretending to be a woman because there's been a body sw- switch between yeah. father and daughter. That whole yeah. scene where she's gone off to the toilet, but it's him, and has never had a penis or used a penis before.
1: But it wasn't Billy really Crystal.
2: You couldn't get these absurdities if you have to if you're not allowed to explore. So yeah, I look for I look forward to all of the changes. I look forward to them pulling down all of the statues and new statues going up. That's cool. I look forward to every change so that there are some new rules that we can actually break in the future. I don't mean breaking rules where you disrespect anybody, but mm. I mean breaking mm-hmm. rules like they used to have rules you can't show boobs i mean jeez you go back year enough years not many um and everybody was running around in the nud and we're doing so for five hundred thousand years and then you got 60 years of you're not allowed to show your chachas in public or breastfeed your baby let them bring in new stupid rules i want to break them as soon as there's a new crowd that would actually get offended at it <laughs> Dave, Dave, you
3: just want to breastfeed in public,
2: don't you? <laughs> oh. Well, that's our
5: next film written.
2: <laughs> I don't know, did we do a breastfeeding scene with the alien baby? Oh, geez, did we? Did I we? don't remember. <laughs> no,
4: no, no. I was holding ne- the baby. next film. Next I don't film,
2: know if breastfeeding. we breastfed the
4: baby because you were trying to kill it most
2: of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. If we'd breastfed the baby because of the silly rules that are there, Basically, we wouldn't have been able to put that one on YouTube without a restriction.
3: Mm-hmm. But Dave, uh, if you breastfeed, you, you'd be at least allowed to show nipple because at least us guys can show nipple. Girls can't show nipple. We can show you the nipples, so you can breastfeed. You just
4: pretend, I, you just put like man boobs on
2: and just yeah. <laughs> oh, that might probably will be one of the next changes, and that that'd be a positive one, you know, one on nudity. But the way I see it, nudity actually isn't worth anything in a film anymore. I mean, if you go back to 1970, you know, basically the modesty oh, yeah. and what you could see, basically this was a big deal. The fact that I can walk down to St Kilda Beach, not now because it's winter, but in summer, and there's a whole lot of topless women on the beach. And yet I'll get um, actresses saying, oh, I don't want my boobs out. It's like, do you really think they're mm. special? There's like um, seven billion people in the world, three and a half billion of women. Uh, multiply that by two because I've got two breasts and um, I think they're all on St Kilda Beach on a hot day in the first place and you want to tell me that that's worth anything? It was worth something in 1970. It's, not, it's worthless now. So it's not a rule worth um, the trouble for breaking. It's not going to get me extra viewers. And if it's important to the script, it's like, well, I'm just going to have to present another script. <laughs> You said it's winter there? Yeah, we're yeah, in winter. It it's the dead right of winter now. and it's freezing. <laughs>
5: That's why I originally set up over there in my nice warm bed with like hot water bottles and now I'm just like okay, I'm sitting at this computer now and I'm kind of like shivering.
3: <laughs> okay, so There's a reason why these girls are wearing onesies. <laughs> yeah.
5: Except I had to unplug
3: the on heater.
4: i the onesie
5: oh, now. I regret not bringing my Pikachu onesie. I'm like, oh, oh. No, I miss it so much right oh. now. <laughs>
2: I had to unplug the heater so there wasn't going to be any background noise.
0: Oh, wow. oh no!
2: Tonight in Melbourne, it's one degree. Damn! Oh wow! I don't know what that is in in Fahrenheit. Um, I got brought up with Fahrenheit, but one degree Celsius. Uh, I think thirty degrees Celsius is one hundred Fahrenheit.
0: It's about.
3: So.
0: It's, it's, I think have to look this stuff now. Hang on, I'll look it up. About seventy degrees here now, about that, but the high is like eighty. That's just so crazy. Like, I had no idea what time of year it was there or nothing. There. I'm
2: in summer. You guys are in winter.
0: Holy
3: shit! It's winter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, it's not too bad a winter. Last mm. year and the year before were absolutely freezing. Um, and this one hasn't been too bad. But we, you know how, like the rest of the world was reading about how Australia was burning down and we were going through heat waves. Melbourne only had two hot days over all of summer. I was waiting well, for summer really to dry. I was waiting for summer <laughs> to happen. Like we didn't get a summer. <laughs> we're, we're off track now. We should be talking about movies. You've all talked about what you've done, you've talked about what you want to do. What else is
5: there? Um, I think uh, didn't before uh, Sturdy, uh, didn't you mention like what kind of snacks do you bring to the movies or like what yes. <laughs> right. He Co- did. Co- yeah,
3: Co- he did.
0: Cookie did bring up a good point. He said it depends on where I'm watching it. So I'm going to switch it up. So I'm going to say at home and then at the theater. So at home, mine is like pizza and wings, the theater, candy, nachos and sometimes popcorn
5: yeah how oh, when i was I in um holly when i was in hollywood for a little while um uh, <laughs> i would have loved to have been there like on a, some official business but uh, i was just out on a holiday <laughs> um but i noticed that yeah at the summers, you guys have hot foods we don't have that here in in australia
3: um, you do yes this we do in we gold do. glass, glass. Oh no, uh, yeah! Dog
5: yeah. Well, so like, like, dog dog dog. Like, you have to pay premium price for like some hot food, and it's like that's sad.
1: That's it's how like, They make that's their awesome money.
5: Being able to have a hot dog or something, or, or a hamburger, or, or chips, even like well, <laughs> actually, well. Vixie,
2: you can't complain because you got to go. You got given free tickets uh, by um, to go to Gold Class for Pikachu, Sorry. and what was that Harry, po- Harry uh-huh. Potter one?
5: Oh, I love God, that! Yes, Pikachu. thank you so much for bringing me to those. Those are fantastic. Um, yeah, the Harry Potter one—they had, uh, they we had, we had cosplayers there um, at the opening, and they had like set up like the whole scene of like these, uh, like.
2: Diagon Alley, um,
5: like with the street. yeah, Diagon Alley. That's it with like the street lamps and the shop, um, shop fronts and people playing the accordion on the street corners. Wow. I was just like, um, so and uh, the Pikachu you walked through one.
2: Diagon Alley to get yes. in, then they gave you free popcorn, yes, yeah, and <laughs> they had people popcorn. dressed up to welcome you in. and With Pikachu, they, um, they Gave you free po- face painting. Yep. Free photographs. Oh. When Vixie <laughs> goes to the cinema, yeah. she gets an experience nobody else gets.
5: <laughs> yep. And I dressed up as Pikachu. As I dressed up as Pikachu with, like, a little um, detective hat and a little detective jacket. <laughs> I, I like to dress for the occasion, especially if it's a premiere.
2: Oh, I mean, these no were the premiere. Well. These were before the movie had been released.
5: Oh, the It was
4: like
2: a preview. Yeah. Previews. Yeah. No, this was the um, previews, the one that yes, they um, yeah. set up previews. for yeah, to so impress the, down the down. Uh, press, so that mm. they'll actually write about it. In huh. the past, they used to give you gifts too, so you came away with the goodie bag worth about two hundred and fifty, three hundred bucks worth of um, exclusive goods.
5: Hmm. <laughs> I feel so like VIP
2: on these things. <laughs> it wasn't important enough for the, um, for the uh, freebies, but we got to see the movie for free. We got yep. fed and, yeah. yeah, we had an experience. And some of these, I had the star. The one that I didn't go to had Kylie Minogue and all of the stars. Ooh. Oh, I do like well, that. that. That's all dried up <laughs> now because I, I, I'm not writing. Any, oh,
5: anymore. I like Kylie Minogue. She's I
2: so I. Oh, you know. I do. I love,
5: I look. I. I um, I. Uh, I also work as a DJ on the weekends, like a wedding DJ, and um, I have heard like so many different types of music, and I love like all the different genres, like, even, like, like the stuff that's, like, really pop, that's, like, really mainstream, and I, but I also really like that, like, you know, hardcore, heavy metal, goth, underground stuff, um, and, I mean, my very, very favourite music is, um, my favourite band is Bon Jovi, I absolutely love Bon Jovi, the soft rock ballads, um, but, like, seriously, there's, like, so many different types of music, and, Every, I, I really do feel like every single, like, genre of music has its own, like, special thing about them that's, like, that's, like, that you can enjoy. Uh, um, and, like, the for me, I'll be, like, uh, there'll be certain bands that I think are, like, you know, the best bands for that genre. But, like, um, I really, really love, like, just the fact that there is, like, such a huge variety
2: you got lost in what you were trying to <laughs> say.
5: <laughs> and oh, you're about
2: the, to oh, destroy your reputation by talking about love, Kylie.
5: But one one of my musics that I absolutely absolutely love is soundtrack music. Like I really really oh, yeah. love soundtrack oh, songs yes. because because not only do they like you know the the it there's this extra layer of meaning and um story in the song Mm -hmm. because it has to match like what's going on in the film and it just um like uh, very often those soundtracks can like totally lift the film's quality like as well just um by adding that extra layer of um, emotional engagement
2: Mm -hmm. i love the goblin soundtracks from the dario argento movies I used to play a lot of goth music when people visited, and one day I realised if you just put on a soundtrack by Goblin from any of the Dario Argento movies, you've just got the mood made. Mm. Mm. Goblin actually is uh, one of the only people that's allowed to play the pipe organ in the city. We've got one of the world's largest pipe organs and very few people are allowed to play it. It's at uh, St Paul's Cathedral. St Paul's, that's the one on the corner of St Um, Flinders Street in Swanston. Mm,
1: Yeah.
2: When Goblin's been out here, which has been about four times, he's one of the only people in the world that's allowed to play that organ.
3: There you
2: go. I don't know if he plays horror music on it. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that In the ambience it's
3: like... But yeah What Vixie's saying is true about soundtracks hey, A good soundtrack absolutely carries a film Along and yeah, when you buy albums and stuff like that um, So Obviously my, one of my favourite Soundtracks is for Flash Gordon Done by Queen Um and my my son, who's young, he's ten this year. He's sort of getting a good musical education on on different bands. Of course, Queen's his favourite. Loves Freddie. And oh sort of yes. Thing. And he, had, but he hadn't seen Highlander yet, and so that was the ah. experience uh, uh, last weekend. In fact, watching Highlander and again Queen music and that as well. So yeah, that went down naturally. A treat. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, good soundtracks like that. I mean, Rocky Horror is another.
5: soundtrack
3: album and how
2: good
5: is that how good is that oh
2: my god i heard the soundtrack before that long before i saw the movie actually the funny thing with the movie i could have seen that um, many years before because i kept being invited but i was up uh watching um late night tv when rocky horror came on and i don't it's probably before anybody's time, you know. But uh, they had Rita lying back on the couch, and she's all sexy, and she's talking about she's going to ha- show Rocky Horror. And then the following week, then Rita Di was on the couch, all sexy, showing Barbarella. And I'm keeping this all as a se- my sneaky secret, not telling uh, my dad or my stepmom or anything. And I go off to um, the kindy because there's a, a function on with my uh, youngest sister that they're doing something, and I get introduced to my auntie, Rita. Mm-hmm. Auntie) mm-hmm. I didn't know that the woman on the telly was actually related. Wow. (laughs) That
4: would have been an interesting story.
2: Very, because she was there. Um, Izzy Dye was there. He actually was the more famous. And, uh, yeah, um, their daughter was there with, uh, and it was like, isn't it fantastic how Amira's going to kindy with their uh, cousin? And I'm going, oh, oh, oh. You know, the <laughs> sexy woman on the tee. That is very <laughs> in vibe with Rocky Horror and what goes on in that. Mm-hmm. You know, they cut the gay scenes from it. Have you seen them? You can well, see them online now. Brad, between, um, Brad and um, Frankenfurter Frank, actually. Frankenfurter and, and Brad. Yeah, they actually have sex. And yeah, Brad they because
1: he, s- he did
4: not realise that she's not she's yeah.
2: not, it's not Janet and he's like ah! and he oh you've seen it uncut I yeah. saw, I
5: must have seen the uncut version like because because
2: the they're smoking out. do you want her, her to watch. see you like this yeah, yeah. <laughs> and,
4: and it's just like
5: ah, my innocence.
4: So it was that was. innocence
2: that was cut <laughs> from the videos but the videos also did have um, superheroes at the end whereas superheroes was uh, cut from a lot of the cinema oh I know that they're different uh, versions of it um, where they've cut a song from one and cut a song oh, from another. right.
4: Yeah, because you've got rose-tinted glasses. Um, rose-tinted glasses, let me be free. I can remember the other half of the title.
3: Um, Whatever happened to Fee re.
2: Oh, that's not cut, but they were cutting the gay bit where you know that Brad has actually had sex with Frankenfurter and, and uh, smoking a cigarette as he sings a song about mm. it. Mm. They won't cut that nowadays. That would be crazy. Oh, no, because it's accepted, yeah. <laughs> it's now very much accepted, uh, but it just wasn't when Rocky Horror came out. That really was breaking all of the rules. <laughs> hmm. Rules meant is, to be broken. That's what I say.
5: Yeah, um, I've uh, seen quite a few things where it's like I saw a movie and I was like, uh, and then I saw the director's cut and I'm like, this is so much better. Why didn't they release this? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like the dark because like the director's cut, they'll they'll cut out stuff that's like, oh, the audience was a little shocked or overwhelmed by the scene, or uh, the audience didn't really like this tragic ending, or like the audience didn't like when like you know some character that they've fallen in love with dies, um, and. They, it kind of annoys me a little bit because I'll see something like um there was one that was like the boiling oil or something and one of the characters in like in the uncut version he dies so that makes sense right but they actually cut the bit where they explain that he dies in the um in the cinema release um and the one that's on dvd and stuff and it's just like Where'd he go? <laughs> what happened to him? Why is she marrying now? Like, is she, like, did she divorce her husband or what? Like, where did he go? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's like that, that in the case. Like, <laughs> this, this, this continuity error that just doesn't make any sense, because it's just like, he just disappeared. He just
3: eats himself into the way.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the actor
3: upset the director.
2: Mm. Oh, I just remembered they used to show uncut movies that couldn't be shown anywhere else at um, country fairs. Like, you might not know about country fairs. Maybe you do. My mum mentioned
4: them once, yeah, about having to go there and stuff.
2: they, They still have them, but the Royal Show was actually just like what everybody's used to is like the main country fair, but there was a country fair for Pakenham. There was one for e- mm. every outer, so, what, what? for every place. And my mum used to show dogs, so we'd go to the country fairs where they had the dog shows. That's where they had the craft shows, where they had everything, a mini royal show with a few little rides and a couple of show bags like from Sunny Boy. And they all had the tent with the movies. And the first lot that they used to show was the point oh five ones. ones, which was the police showing movies to convince people oh, yes. not to yeah, yeah. drink oh, and drive. Yeah, yeah. So you had to be over 18. So, of course, being little kids, we snuck in. And you'd see <laughs> uncut car crashes. Horrible shit. And then they had the next one for VD. And then oh, you, would, yeah. you would see mangled badges and penises and everything. <laughs> and then... After that, you would see all of the films that people had made. So it was anything goes. This, these were your um, ones that Aussie filmmakers had made on your 8 and 16 millimetre cameras. And, yeah, the country fairs used to show uncut movies, stuff that you probably couldn't even show nowadays. Oh, wow. I remember. I remember when the um the Grim Reaper ad for when they you
3: know people suddenly became aware of HIV came out. You know the 10-pin yeah, bowling one. You, you remember that. I saw it when it was released. I, you know, I was you know sort of just finished high school, about to join the air force, sort of thing. So I was sitting there watching daytime TV, and the ad, this ad came on. I'm like, what is this? You know, it just blew my mind. Like, and then of course everybody got on the crazy went 10-pin bowling as a Grim Reaper. Then, but. Um, but it was like, wow, what that! I remember there was a huge uproar. People were like, no, you can't show that; it's too horrific. You know, little baby goes, Ray.
2: and it's all sort of stuff. So
3: cool! <laughs> oh, there was another
2: one. There was another one that got cut. That was um, soon after that. The Grim Reaper is like your first shock um, ad. <coughs> this one it after so it. Cool. The, one, mm. the next was, one was that like- came out, I can't even remember what it was about, but a person is about to eat a hamburger and there's a fish hook sticking out of it mm. and that actually goes into the person's lip and they cut before they pull out and rip the whole lip off. And I can't even, re- like the Grim Reaper was for ads, I can't even remember what this one was for. Australia went into meltdown about watching slowly. They're saying whatever the threat is. I can't remember what it oh, was. Oh yeah. Might have, oh, that, it might have been pollution. Familiar. Might have been about pollution. It could have been mm. about whatever. And to talk about the threat, the person is about to eat a hamburger and the hook is about to go through the lip. And it oh, it was hard to watch, but Australia went into meltdown. That was just after the Grim Reaper and that was the end of shock ads that said, Right, Grim the Grim Reaper was only shown once or twice. That was it. Wow. It was because of the fish hook one that um, that came to an end. Nowadays well, you... I mean seriously you
3: can't go ruining a good hamburger like that. Though.
4: So Yeah You know, it's, <laughs> imagine it's like it's like when they when people were talking about people ruining hamburgers or something about people No, the strawberries and pins. People putting needles in strawberries. It's like every time you go for oh. a hamburger, it's all like
2: Oh, huh? yeah. oh I have got a hamburger story for you. Do you remember Alvin Purple? No.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: Alvin Purple uh, was a character and um, basically Alvin Purple was from softcore uh, porn movies that were all uh, humorous. Okay. And uh, the, the concept was that all of the women used to want to, um, wanted to jump his bones and have sex with him. And so they've got a couple of Alvin Purple movies out and they get the actor that played Alvin Purple, Graham Blundell to advertise Hungry Jack's hamburgers. Hungry <laughs> Jack's is the same as Burger King in the USA, <laughs> yep. and they have and the um, the song that went with it. It takes two hands to handle a Whopper, the two-fisted burger from Hungry Jacks. You got to shove it in, you got to pull it out, you got to twist it round. It was absolutely filthy having a porn star saying it takes two hands to handle a whopper.
5: I didn't realize he was a porn star, (laughs) so I just saw those ads and I was just like,
2: It takes two hands to handle a whopper. Well, it's like Pixie's
3: mind has been blown. Oh, yeah. I, t- I tell you what, I tell you what, it adds a new meaning to special sauce, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs>
2: oh, no. They actually made jokes as bad as that, but the worst thing is that they're showing kids during it. The kids oh, are the no. ones that sing, you got to shove it in, you got to twist it round. Oh man. <laughs> but I mean, that's yeah. the like The kids even know that. I mean,
5: that's what like,
2: advertising
5: well, is.
4: Sex yeah. sells. So.
5: <laughs> Like, I mean, that's why a, oh, lot yeah, of, like, a lot of Disney Pixar stuff, right? They'll hide those innuendos and it'll just like sell right over the little kids' heads. But it's like little like Easter eggs for the parents to figure <laughs>
2: That's what Warner Brothers was very much like when I was a kid. Bugs Bunny, you watched it as a kid. You knew, you saw those um, cartoons that many times. You knew them off by heart. But a few years goes by and you see it then as an adult, you go, my God, I didn't know that joke.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing with
2: that carrot. Okay.
1: <laughs>
5: um, yeah, uh, but I mean, some of the things that was like um, that have been cut out of films. Um, in the Asian um, release of Ace Ventura, they cut out like the part where it reveals like that the guy is a transvestite, and like so, it literally doesn't mean like he's, like you. If you watched it without that scene...
4: Wait, man. To
5: what? Like the scene what is the that? Time, what happened? How, like, how do we know, like, cause it's the big, that's the big reveal, that's the, who's the killer? Yeah. So oh, you don't
4: know right, scene, see, I, I've seen Ace Venture and Cat Detective, scene, I haven't seen like, the first one. Who did it,
5: I don't get it!
2: I saw this um, <laughs> film a Japanese, a Japanese a Japanese horror, horror movie.
5: And you'd be like, why is he chewing gum? I don't
2: understand. I saw a Japanese horror movie. Um, now, Aaron might uh, be able to tell me which one it is, but it's got flying saucers, it's got zombies, it's got rock and roll in it, and uh, the, um, the main guy that's in it finds out that his love interest has a penis. And uh, do you remember which one it is?
5: I'm not, I'm not sure
2: about that one. Uh, was this a crying game? We go, No, no. Um, I've actually got it on the shelf over there somewhere. It's considered one of the craziest schlock movies ever, and it's a Japanese one. And uh, the main character, he's always got Elvis talking to him and advising, and he gets told off for rejecting um, his girlfriend when he finds out his girlfriend is actually a boyfriend, saying, rock and roll doesn't discriminate. <laughs>
4: I mean,
2: that seems pretty fair. Can't argue with it. <laughs> I just wish I remembered uh, which, uh, which it's one of the best schlocky horror uh, Japanese schlocky films. horror. <laughs> 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 oh, I love a bit of schlock. Wow.
3: Has any, any of you guys seen that Korean film that won the Oscar this year? Because that's supposed the to be paras-
0: horror, isn't no. it? Train
4: to Parasite. be sung. Oh, I love that movie. I saw a trailer where they, I saw a bit where they were showing the script alongside the extra scene and I was like, whoa, that's the one with this one scene. Um, but I didn't get to, it was, I didn't get to see the whole thing. My mom saw it and she's like, "It's good. you need to watch it
5: twice. We saw a tutorial um, at uni about really how, they, how they filmed, like how they, uh, how they used like um, the screens of like, um like the digital the, like how they got the train to like so it looks like you know there's the outside of the train and the motion and oh everything.
4: are you talking about train to busan as well yeah oh because we were talking about parasite um, yeah, we were
3: talking oh, about oh parasite. that's
2: my fault i i said train to busan without even thinking so vixie's <laughs> heard <is> me <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I couldn't annoyed. get through
2: it. I know everybody loves it, but the whole fast zombie thing, I'm watching it and trying to read it at the same time and I thought, nah, this is too much. I've got the flurry of too much action in my face and I'm supposed to read what's on the bottom of the screen. I can't get through it. <laughs> oh so, movie I'm yeah, told it's one of the it? best ever. So I do have to reapproach it, come back and go. give it another shot. They
5: they built the tension really well in Transfuser. Um, As well as like yeah, just visually and stuff that just that looks so like for lack of a better word, real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it looks great, and the actors and actresses and all they did an amazing job. Yeah, the way they move their bodies, I was like, what the? How do you do that? What the hell?
2: That was great. Yeah, I'll give it another shot then, as well as this other one that you mentioned,
3: Parasite. Yeah. Well, the great thing, uh, uh, the interesting thing about Korean film is that I can segue into talking about what we were asked about, which is food,
1: <laughs> mm.
3: <laughs> or about about an hour ago, and like because I, I, we had lockdown, I sort of thought, well, I'm going to make um, Korean wings, chicken wings. So I've sort of perfected my Korean chicken wing thing, which has become my at home staple for um, watching movies. Very good. Um, so I'm sort of I'm sort of with Aaron there when he said yeah you know, he likes pizza and wings and stuff I'm like well yeah I'm, I'm down for the pizza and wings sort of thing and maybe a beer and whatever, um, but yeah when you go to the cinema when you actually go to the cinema it's you know, you buy a, a bucket of popcorn and a, and you sort of get through that while you go through all the ads you know half an hour's worth of ads you eat popcorn and then and then the Maltesers sort of um, to tie you over the movie, and if you've got Maltesers left, That's a good movie. So, that, you ever my... have the
2: problem with the fan tails. You buy fan tails at the movies, but you can't read in the dark. Oh yeah, uh, well I used, I used to collect them. Hey, I used to come home with a big, bloody, bloody big
3: pile of wrappers that I don't know why, because they're all the same.
2: Well, you but used I can't to eat
3: as well. I, I, I can't eat fan tails anymore because last time I ate one, I broke a tooth. <laughs> so oh, I'm even a kid, I
2: used to pull out a filling.
3: Oh, uh, like. <sighs> no, so yeah, I know I can't I can't eat them anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, no, I don't think they do you, have. Do you have like fantail
4: hot chocolate, like sachets? Oh, what?
3: Yes, what? yes. I don't
4: know where you get them from, but they're fantail hot chocolate sachets. I think they've got caramel. If you
3: find them. out where they, if you find out where they are, let me know. I want some of those. I'm down for them. Please.
4: I will. I will. I will message you because
2: you know fantails. I
3: think is like, two
5: years ago, hey, You, you got to make some for me.
2: I think fantails are purely an Aussie thing that they don't have them in America. You know what else they don't have in America? Show bags. Shut uh, Show bags. I have Comic
4: Con and stuff
2: like that. They don't have show bags. No
4: show bags. Oh, you do show bags?
2: A show bag started in Australia with the country fairs and places yeah. started giving out a bag to give out free samples of their, um, uh, of their product to get people to to buy it, and then they realise when they're giving out their free samples that when you've got five people all giving out a free sample of rice, nobody's going to grab all five bags. So they started putting toys in them, and mm. uh, and, and giveaways like that. Nowadays, it's big business. So you've got um, a Freddy Krueger show bag. It's got nothing yeah. to do with samples anymore. You just go in and the Freddy Krueger one will have a glove and all of this stuff. You've got the chemist's one, which has got incontinence pads and God knows what. <laughs> and there is a show bag for everything. And Aussies love show bags. The bag itself okay. has got beautiful pictures on the outside of whatever they're selling. Mm-hmm. So if you buy the Spider-Man show bag, you got um, a big bag with Spider-Man on the outside and a Spider-Man uh, plastic mask and Spider-Man everything and a Spider-Man comic, and they don't do that in America. I reckon the I idea surprised would, by that. <laughs> I think if Monster conventions started doing that, um, it would take off because it'd be unique to Monster conventions. They hit so up have everybody. A do- have
3: a Dover Black show bag over in the US.
2: Oh, no, no. A There's <laughs> a Count Fungula <laughs> mini. Oh. You can buy Count <laughs> Fungula <laughs> minis. <laughs> but I don't think they're selling well yet.
3: Mm,
2: not yet. Are they will in time.
3: Uh, no show bags. Oh, cool. wow. No. Do, you, do you guys in the US feel a bit ripped off that you don't have show bags?
2: I do now that I know what they are. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> right we could get you the link to all of the show bags that are at the last Royal Melbourne show.
4: Oh, yeah, because they, they probably can't sell them because it's... Oh, but Royal Melbourne Shacken's in Do September. you can sell
5: them online? Well,
4: I think so you can buy uh,
5: show bags. Like I You know should be able to buy show bags. On, on eBay. Um, well, they'll, like, send parts of show bags on eBay. Oh, <laughs>
2: It's such an easy thing to make. The very first show bags, when it came down to the comic books that were in them, basically whatever comic books had been sold at the news agencies that were unsold that the news agencies would now return, they got resold. Like if they were a 12 cent comic, they got resold for a cent and a a place would buy up hundreds and hundreds of them for next to nothing, chuck them into each bag. Mm. And that, that's what they were putting in with the, um, the Sunny Boy one. So it's pretty much
3: oh, quite often yes.
2: unsold stock. Oh. <laughs> you
3: know, my, my first Sunny Boy was from a show bag. Yeah, sunny, sunny Boy was yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Sunny um, Boy. And my first oh, connection with ew. the Avengers was from a show bag as well. I had the, my first comic book with the Avengers in it. Uh, oh, they,
2: that's right. They don't have Sunny Boys anymore, do they? Oh, don't
3: they boys. have Sunny Boys
2: either? Now, you know what, Sunny. You know what was before Sunny Boys? Frozen oranges. People didn't have fridges, and basically the milk bar was the only place that could afford an ice box because a big thing of ice costs money. So they would freeze oranges, and people would buy them. But as soon as everybody had a fridge, somebody oh, wait, came up Sunny with Boy. an idea.
4: The, the, the triangle cone things with the orange yes. inside them? Yeah, that's okay. one. Yeah. Okay. I think I vaguely remember having that once. Very rare. <laughs> vaguely.
2: Well, Sunny Boy were the, the biggest manufacturer of show bags like in the 70s. Any country mm. fair you went to had a Sunny Boy show bag that you could buy. It yeah. had a comic book in it and a Sunny Boy um, and a whole bunch of other stuff.
4: Uh, yeah, so they're yeah, like, yeah. they're
3: like lolly bags on steroids. Basically, yes. Yeah, they were really cool. Like, you, like you just—it was like Christmas almost when you went to the show. You come back with a bag full of you know, comic book and some lollies and a Sunny Boy and all this really cool shit that you'd, mm-hmm. you'd, you know, throw out in a year's time. But it was great. It was like fucking Christmas. It was brilliant.
2: Well, uh, really, course, really I've really, really
3: been the to, like, on the tram on show, and I've never had a show bag of any kind.
4: So, like, oh <laughs> like, no. Gone yeah i've never been to roll Show Show at all i've never been to any kind of show like that and i've never, never been able to get show bags oh the royal show is to go.
2: fantastic you need
3: to go yes next yeah.
5: you're
3: going to say you've never been to luna park either
4: aren't you no
5: i've been to-
2: oh
4: i think it was from a birthday party
2: this is a bit like the children under the what? stairs except it's the anastasia under the stairs <laughs> Very Have you ever been to Luna
4: Park? <laughs> I've been to Luna Park once, and I can't really remember it all of that. It was a birthday party, and it was like a spider ride and ghost train. What? But I don't even know if I've actually been. On, I can't remember if, I've ever, if I went on any you know, of the rides or just it was like. like Dave, was Dave, I've
2: got an no idea. Let's do a guys. film in Luna Park. No, because I actually called them and wanted to, and the oh, amount they, wouldn't they wanted. You? No, the amount they wanted to charge. Oh, a lot really? of the time. A lot of the time with our films, the reason why we, well, the, uh, Luna Park was a couple of grand they were asking, I think. I think the oh. old Melbourne jail asked me for seven grand.
3: Mm. Oh, yeah, they want, fil- they, want, they want big gold. The dorm, film yeah. at
2: Brighton Cemetery um, was two grand. So basically I just go with whatever I can get for free or very cheap so uh, i think one drink too many technically that place wasn't free i had to put a couple of hundred down but we could um use that money in uh, drinks and food
1: oh. so mm-hmm.
2: yeah budget wise i mean we're we're constrained by where we can film a lot of places that i would love to film at. i, I even at the immigration museum I asked can we just film in that one little section where you got a boat and they had to have a committee meeting and go through everything to come back with an amount that they knew was unacceptable. That was up around a couple of thousand. And they know? come running to me saying, oh, yes, but we're poor. It's like, no, you're <laughs> not poor. I bet you your CEO lives in bloody Turac and that you get 200,000 a year. When I look at it, it's like I'm a telemarketer. You don't get more poor than I do. I do.
3: <laughs> In the Australian you know, film industry, you
2: can't get any poorer than that.
4: <laughs> film student and drama student.
2: <laughs> I actually save up oh, for our should. no budget ones so that I can actually give the makeup artist maybe fifty bucks towards product, give different people a little bit of amount to cover what they've got and the whole idea is right you've now got um footage that you can use to promote yourself you can have access to everything but the uh, photographer that comes in well you had nothing to shoot <laughs> you've now got something interesting yeah. you have to make your photos available to everybody that gave up their time just like we're all working together because we get something out of it one thing that we don't see is money but mm-hmm. uh yeah i have to save up um to actually be able to, to shoot just to cater for the day. So well, I mean, what, one
3: of the things I give you credit for is in fact is that your shoot's actually quite reasonably catered compared to some films I've been. on. Yeah. You, um, you bring
4: the food. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean, you, you take the time to do this stuff,
2: you know, it's really catering, it?
4: because it, the, no one's hungry. Catering. No one's hungry.
2: Yeah. What I, well, I first started doing shoots pretty much with yourself and Vixie Anastasia, um, just going on to everybody else's um, sets and I traveled on one of the sets all of the way up to Ararat or something, or, or past. And uh, I think it was four hours on the train up, four hours on the train back. Oh, and, man. and the guy had as lunch a Vegemite sandwich. Two oh, pieces of off. bread, Vegemite <laughs> in it. When we did That's the when it did the last tope, everyone stood in line for two slices of bread, a little bit of lettuce, two bits of tomato, and I think and yep, one slice yep, of yep, cheese. Yep. Yep, and yep. I was watching that. No one's really concentrating on the 12 hours that they're on set because they don't mm. want to miss out on being fed. So the first thing I realised is have food out from the very first minute. Tell everybody that you can go up there any time grab a soft drink, grab a muesli bar, grab whatever, and try to have something at lunchtime if possible. Um, but make sure the food is there straight up because every set I went on to, with the exception of one, nobody was fed properly. You got the growling tummies. You got everybody distracted. So, yeah, the first yeah, cost yeah. on our sets, yeah. I don't consider them well catered compared to, you know, but 150 goes down instantly to um feeding everybody. So
3: well, you know an army moves on its stomach. <laughs>
2: yeah. There has to be food throughout the whole day.
5: Everyone performs better when they're like well fed. Like everyone has more energy and like and and when you can just like um like grab it when you have like a moment. Then mm. like you're not waiting or you're not just like standing around in line for ages. Like I mean, mm-hmm. you can just like grab a quick bite in between takes and things like that. So you can just keep like the flow of like actual work happening while you go. Yeah,
3: it's yeah. amazing I mean, just how different the f- foods can be on different sheets. Like I said, I've been on sheets like Dave said. You know, the, way, the best they can do is some white bread sandwiches for Christ's sake. Um, you know, and you've got a whole crew of people, and like you're going to be kidding, you know. Um, but I've been on i I've been on a student shoot where they had um like they lived back door to this house we filmed in, and her mother was really supportive and a, and a big foodie. So we ended up to having Moroccan roast lamb and all these oh. salads, and oh, yes. it was hands down the best food I've had ever. Like I virtually licked the plate. It was so good. Um, Same here. And she loved it. She. And she loved it because like, she's a foodie. She's like, oh, everyone loves the food. Great. You know, so it was like just food was just pouring and, and everyone's like, yeah, this is, this is good, you know. Um, and it was freezing cold. It was wet. It was a miserable shoot. So the food was just on point and it made it, made it a good shoot. But, you know, you get the other end of the spectrum where they, they serve up some white bread and some Vegemite, maybe a bit of imagination. And yeah, you come away and, feeling pretty miserable on that.
5: <laughs> and and yeah. you know. it's a very acquired taste, I understand. Like um there in America I understand like a lot of people um like when they try it they really hate it.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, of course. The one yes. thing with my shoots, I don't consider them well catered, but uh, the the food's there, but they're a one day shoot. You're going mm-hmm. on to shoots, Glenn, uh cookie Oh yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. a seven days straight and you're up there for seven uh, 10 hours, 12 hours, well, seven days straight. If and you
3: take something like the legend of Ben Hall, that went for nine and a half weeks, and some of those days were starting at like four in the morning and finishing at two o'clock the next morning. They were huge oh. days. Again, you and we got into winter. properly. Yeah, and well, one of those days, look, they had a chef for that, and, and he was one of those pub chefs. He cooked meat and spuds and do that yeah, traditional sort of stuff, but we had a lot of vegans and gluten-free people, so he didn't really know how oh, to God. cook that stuff. Yeah, so he didn't really know how to cook that stuff, but on this it was particularly miserable. It was really, really cold day, and it was raining, and it was blowing a gale. And you know, Ben Hall was out riding on his horse and doing all these things like that. And someone spread this rumor on the set that there's going to be bacon, oh, you know, and on. all the and even vegans have to admit they love the smell of bacon at least. But you know, there was going to be warm food. It was going to be great because we'd been eating shit up to that <laughs> point, and we got to the catering tent. And there was a lettuce and onion salad, like it was just chunks of lettuce and onion salad, and this polenta tart with some sort of makeshift egg, like it was a little thin layer of egg on top of this polenta base. That was it. That was lunch. And you've, oh, never, no. you've never seen the spirit die in people so badly. Like the, I remember the armourer, John Fury was the armourer with the guns and stuff. He was so fucking. he had Ben Hall's gun there. He's like, "I'm gonna shoot that fucking cunt in the head if he says this shut up fucking And he just <laughs> wandered off somewhere. You know, he was he was like genuinely pissed off because the food was just non-existent. Um, they were really pushing things to the limit on budget and stuff. And yeah, when you're out there and you're doing it hard, like I say, stupidly long days. No, that, that's an endurance test, you know, and I, I've got to admit I'm sort of starting to get a bit pissed off with all that sort of crap. You know, Dave's shoots go for five hours and there's muffins and some chips and there's a coffee and there's cans and drink or whatever. And It's perfectly fine, you know, and we have a good time on shoot, you know, like I say with Anastasia and um, Vixie and you know, us guys generally, I think, um, of late. And they're good vibe shoots, you know, they're fun. You know, we all have a good time. There's, you have something to eat, or drink, and you just kick on and it gets done. It's when you get onto those other shoots where they're, you know, they're trying to take it to that level, but they're cutting it so fine on budget and the food's not there. Yeah, you, you come away after nine and a half weeks wondering why the fuck you're doing it, <laughs> you know. I went and, on a and, few
2: that yeah, um, you know. they just taught me. I mean, now it sounds like I'm bad-mouthing where I got my start, but the truth is I hated waiting around for six hours doing nothing um, in the freezing cold. Um, and so I wanted to do things very differently on mine. Um, all of the ones that I went on in my first six months were horrid. I met you on one of them. Do you remember? Um, yeah, the Pokemon I, one. I could have, ac- if I hadn't met you and you had let me put my stuff in your car yeah, and in my you car, had, yep. and you gave me a pep talk that might have been the last of me ever in a movie. It was freezing I didn't know where I was there there everything was falling apart, and at yeah, least yeah. one person was friendly and said, yep. "Mate, put your stuff in here, it'll be here when you get back There was really you couldn't really change properly because <laughs> the way oh. they set things up and the uh, dog's breakfast and it wasn't the worst I was on and it was bloody freezing. And the guy was willing just to leave everybody waiting there forever doing nothing. Um, I grabbed up all of the muesli bars and started walking around to the people on the crew. Cause they hadn't now, I had, yeah, it's because um, all of the extras have got nothing to do and they're about to go off and start eating all of the food. And you'd told me about the problems, and I said, "Fuck it, I'm not going to let these guys, because I could walk over to, you know, the Seven Eleven, if they wanted." There was no food for you guys on set, so I just started grabbing the muesli yep. bars because I knew you could yep. eat them on the run. And yep. uh, that wasn't even the worst of them. I went through such a miserable set after a miserable set after a miserable set, watched these uh, people that made their films self-aggrandizing watched the bullshit where people were posting about it and the way they spoke when they posted, you know, it was like, if I wanted to compliment you, I'd say, Glenn, you did a great job. I wouldn't be writing online, Glenn, you are my great messiah. I could not live without you. Um, And (laughs) you've seen it, haven't you? Yeah, I know what you're talking
3: about.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they're the narcissistic shits that cause problems later on because they didn't get You are worshipping them. But set after set after set, extras being left to freeze, uh, crew not being um, given sufficient breaks or being told properly what to do. The problems that were on the sets were ridiculous. And, Jez, I get a lot of complaints about my sets, but I promise you it comes from the narcissistic (laughs) types. (laughs) Yeah, look, I mean, no, your—I mean, as like, so I go back
3: to saying what about your shoots, do. There's your shoots, I mean, they're small fry compared to some of the stuff I've been on, but you know, they're by not even close to the worst sets I've ever been on. You know, they—they've they've got a good vibe. They're fun, uh, depending who's on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't—I I, I don't think we're going to have that problem in the future, but. Um. You know, they're fun. Um, you know, they're catered. We all have a laugh. We all have a. You know, we get in, and we do the job, and come out, and we see the results. And and yeah, they're great. You know, and that at the very basic level is what I think. You know, um, grassroots filmmaking should be about. Because if it's not fun, why the fuck are you doing it?
2: Exactly. I think. Um, I think a lot you know, of us got into it. It was fun when we got into it because we might have been kids. You know, you had your Super oh, well. 8 camera or what came along later. And uh, mm. everybody had fun because they were kids, and they weren't um, whatever the worries are of these other filmmakers. We don't have because none of us are looking for money. So I put them out for free. Well,
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we are. It's...
2: We are at some point. I expect that <laughs> um, if we're lucky, everyone will make a name for themselves. Like we'll go on lots of podcasts like this. The public will see you. They will see your films, and then suddenly somebody like. Uh, stars, you won't have to say to somebody she's going for a movie with that she doesn't have a show reel. Oh. <laughs> you got all that of that material. <laughs> we haven't asked
4: them to, like to them. come a new one. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so you build your name, you create the value for your name by doing your movies and our movies mm-hmm. have been on TV in the United States and more recently South Australia too. Mm. Uh, so yeah,
3: well, uh, oh,
2: that's reaching the big time. <laughs> no, we've been on TV in the United States. You've seen there's about half a dozen hosted horror shows that showed us mm. we have been in the theatres in the United States. Now, it wasn't big yes, TV, yes. wasn't big theatres, but, it, you know, compared to somebody else that's come out of nowhere and done nothing, you say, well, jeez, I've been on um, 12... Uh, TV stations in the United States have been shown in four cinemas.
3: Well, I mean, um, Malevolent Pursuit, I think, went on uh, free-to-air TV in front of what potential audience of 68 million people. You know, that's like three times the size of Australia's population or something like that, which is like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's it, not you too know, bad. People here in Melbourne couldn't believe, couldn't believe that sort of level of stuff. But then again, they don't think that sort of thing, you know.
2: Well, the thing have is you might have gotten 10% of that uh, really. potential and it's still more than what you'll get here, unless you've got the biggest show here. But the biggest show mm-hmm. here only gets 2 million people. That's uh, Waleed Ali's show, uh, The Project. And everybody goes on uh-huh. about uh, the Today Show, right, the, the, the morning show. The morning show's mm-hmm. only got 250,000 Watchers, when um, mm. the, the Channel 9 and Channel 7 one go to war with each other and talk about how many viewers they've got. One's got 300,000 this week and the other one's got 250,000 this week. Well, some people put things on YouTube and they've got 10 million viewers. Yes. There are <laughs> perspectives here that uh, haven't dawned on people because things have changed over the years and their their thoughts haven't. I'm thinking if you're going to get into, um, well, for instance, Sinus... Um, uh, oh, I forgot what it's called. That one we've got um, the Vixies in where you smash the setup up at the end. <laughs> the one in the park. It,
5: oh, can I, uh, can I, uh, barbecue? Cannibal
2: Barbecue. Barbecue has got... Yeah. Um, it's not, not big time for other YouTubers, but we've got 200,000 views. In other words, you've got as many views on YouTube as what um, the third biggest TV show in Australia gets. That's a perspective we're not putting things into. And we're actually facing at the moment what is really an extinction-level event for the um, entertainment industry. Nobody wants to put it that way, but a hell of... We've just lost two TV stations, Channel 44 Mm -hmm. and Channel 31... Yes. Yep. The ABC has been cut back like you wouldn't believe. They're all things that are dying anyway, but they're going to take 25 years to die. No, you're
3: quite <laughs> but, right. You're quite but it right. But it's sped
2: things up. It's sped things up. That With the transition, television will survive, but only a small percentage of it. It's going to level out compared to what's online. Just like newspapers were once big and they leveled out a bit when radio came out but still remained big. Radio leveled out a bit when TV came along but still remained big. TV lost a bit when, um, you know, video came out and video lost a whole lot when VOD came out. Well, hmm. Television's about to take another bit of a dive. Newspapers are taking a bit of a dive online yeah we're doing fine
3: yeah look it's not it's not surprising really you know um, I mean some of the stuff that's on free-to-air TV here in Australia I don't know what it's like in the states but you know is it's just beyond dreadful these days you know probably the budgets aren't there enough to have a half decent writer or anything I don't know if you guys have seen the show on the ABC called Operation Buffalo it's no, I have had a television for twenty years. It's about the Maralinga tests and stuff like that. Now they could have made a really interesting um, show based around real, you know, real stories and stuff like that. Instead, they've based it around. Okay, yes, there were nuclear tests there, and then the rest they've just made up on the spot, sort of thing. And it's it's some of the worst stuff I've seen on TV ever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's just nowhere they've never done any research of anything that might be military. Um, and anything that they have done, it's either US-based military or English-based military, and very stereotypical. So one of them did a salute. They're supposed to be English. Did a salute and looked like bloody Benny Hill. Um, you know, they got Agent Carter in there. You know, uh, Agent Carter being uh, Captain America's girlfriend from World War Two. You know, we're talking 1957, 58, and we've got someone who looks like she's from the 40s. For goodness sake. And she's doing the whole, you know, whole Agent Carter routine. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, um, but, you know, bringing it all back there, yeah, writing has just gone down the tube. I Um,
2: think that problem happened when we went digital. Uh, What happened was when you had the analogue TV, you had channel hmm. 10, 9, 7, 2, 0, right? And that was it. But as soon as um, the – when leading up to the analogue signal being taken – off when digital came on to convince people they said right we've now got four channel tens four channel nines four channel sevens four channel twos hmm. i didn't even know what people were talking at the time they'd say oh, i was watching channel two i go yeah i didn't see that and i go no i was watching abc go or abc hard <laughs> <laughs> well yep. before even that we had television that started at six in the morning and finished at 1130 at night then you had 24 hours so they needed more product then they go oh we've got 24 hours times four 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 well talk
4: about saturation
2: the the need for product means that they're buying crap buying crap from mates by the way because our stuff beats a hell of a lot of the stuff that they put in from their mates I, I'm not actually all that upset that the ABC is going. That's going to really go down bad with a lot of people. But when that bullshit came up with Ida Buttrose, do you remember? Ida Buttrose was. Um, it's only about a year ago, by the way, year and a half. <laughs> it's oh, been a but- half a year. <laughs> Ida Buttrose was given a major position at the ABC. It might have been chairperson or something, but basically yep. the bigwig, and that job paid a lot of money each year i don't know what it was 250,000 a year 500,000 a year mm. the board at the abc and i've probably got the um details not quite exact enough but the board wanted her to make a particular decision for them and they were overstepping and she refused so she got sacked so she sued them she got paid out <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands by the abc so when i see the abc crying poor saying we've got to axe 250 jobs it's like what was that bullshit you just pulled a year ago where rich people Mm. got put in in charge of it that's not about the people Mm. and rich people then got paid shitloads of money i mean the ABC is not the ABC that we originally were. We were told uh, to use it's an American the term by the people, for the people, of the people. It's no, it's rich people. Well,
4: they've got the money so they can put it where their mouth wants it to be.
2: Most of our well, other- media has all been about rich people and who you know. We are able to put up our own stuff on YouTube without knowing anybody whatsoever, and the general public can come along and make up their own minds. So that's a level playing field. It's not really because, I mean, YouTube's got their algorithms and they're sort of going Mm. that way, but nothing's stopping us from putting it on YouTube. We've got a, a level playing field. If you want to look at the playing field itself, do you remember just two weeks ago or three weeks ago? There was the We Are One Film Festival.
4: No, I'm kind of been out of the loop.
2: Everywhere. Okay, <laughs> something like twenty or thirty of the world's biggest film festivals came together, right? Oh. Cannes and God knows it was about thirty of the biggest ones. Sundance and, uh, and something like that. Uh, Myth was in it. But uh, yeah, basically you've got the, I'll get you all of the information later, but 20 or 30 of the world's top film festivals came together to do it online together. And their opening night and closing night, which is all about all you can see online, because although they showed the films, they took them offline. They're not there to stay up there forever. So the opening and closing, which have got big actors like Robert De Niro and Whoopi Goldberg, you go and have a look at it, they only got six thousand views. (laughs)
4: That's because they didn't leave it up.
2: If they left it up, it would have more views. No, I'm talking about the stuff that's up there, not the stuff. Oh, The opening where people are talking and Robert De Niro and Woody Goldberg are saying, hey, it's fantastic. Look at this big international film festival, blah, 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 blah. And so they've still got all of that up there. They only got 6,000 views. Not much. The point is when you level the playing field, people who you think are big aren't necessarily that big. People who you think are small suddenly become giants. That's very true and stuff like that. I say good riddance to the ABC. It never it, it was when I was a kid, something different to now. Everybody oh, will be totally attacking different. me. Everyone will be attacking me saying, Oh no, the ABC and SBS and Channel 31, they're there to give the little fellas a shot. No, they're not. Kind of insulting. <laughs> I was told I could get my show on channel thirty one if I paid for the airtime and brought them in two sponsors, I thought, fuck that. All my money went into making my no budget film. I can't (laughs) give you uh, $200 more. And when you say bring in sponsors, you mean I have to go and sell advertising for you. That's not free. I already paid my tax money that pays for your and you want to say it's community, that's not free. Foxtel Aurora charged $200 um, for the slot, if you can get the slot, and insist you bring in two advertisers as well. I'm on the phone as a telemarketer during the day. Do you think I want to come on, on get onto the phone when I get home at night and try to sell advertising to people? Mm-hmm. No. That's not community. I say shut it all down, let people live off their own merits because we are showing that we've got what it takes. I'm not trying to be a braggart um, because the proof is there for anyone to see with the figures on YouTube and the proof is there in the comments. By the way, the comments aren't always good for us but it's engagement that somebody thought they'd leave one. (laughs) The amount of dislikes is sometimes very, very high and the amount of bad comments is quite high, but it's engagement.
3: Well, I was going to say at least it means it's been seen at the very least.
2: Mm. It means somebody uh, was affected by it. If you're watching the TV and you're nodding off, you're not affected by it. (laughs) <laughs> it's
4: unless you're literally just like if you're struggling to keep your eyes open and you, and you are trying to watch it and you fall asleep anyway it's like that could be also yeah. exhausting <laughs> I think the whole
2: Generally, idea yeah. with I think the whole idea with change is because um, things go stale and uh, when I said this is an extinction level event it is and it just means it doesn't mean that there'll be nothing there at the end it'll mean that new ideas come out and new new things will occur and other things that were dying anyway will just die off quicker so mm. i can see that there's a positive with um this whole lockdown with the virus and
3: i can oh, look, absolutely
2: yeah let the dinosaurs die it wasn't the end of all life on earth basically there were five extinction level events in the past and a whole lot of species died but new species came out Then the next one came along and a whole lot of them died. When the Nickelodeon first came out, they were very exciting. People going in and putting their nickel in and watching a film. And then later on when the silent movies came out and then the talkies and then colour, there are always people that mourned the death of the um, silent movies, the people that mourned the death of each thing as a new thing began.
3: Actually, it's what is- interesting you should say that because, um, I mean, looking at the photography side of things, one of the things that has made a huge comeback, certainly coming back at the beginning of the year lo- since lockdown people have dived on it a big time, is analogue film. People are picking up old film cameras now and buying film, and film has made a comeback in a major way compared to Incredible. digital. Purely just for the- Yeah, just because it, it, it is, like, literally a diff- totally different medium. It requires a totally different discipline and all that sort of stuff to sh- work with it. And yeah, people are going, oh fuck, i am walked down there. What can I do? I oh, know, I've got this film camera here. I'll just order a roll of film and bung it in and see what comes out, you know. And people are playing around with this stuff and film's just taking off again, sort of thing. Whether it's a short film. could be different
2: or- because if you've got this big gap in between, then mm-hmm. the new people coming along are applying new minds to it.
0: Things well, do get yeah.
2: formularized without a break. So um, if we'd kept going with silent movies, it just would have gotten very dull because the first people that started with the silent movies had to think for themselves. It was brand new what shots to take. You look at some amazing stuff in the early ones. If it had kept going past 29 to 1935, 1940, it just would have become dull. Usually um, change brings new minds onto things and new ways of doing things. Um, I think we need to embrace change. That's why I don't well, no, care that is, they're pulling down too. a whole bunch of statues. People are going crazy. They're saying, oh, no, they want to pull down a, a statue of Captain Cook. And another person saying, yeah, the history of Captain Cook is terrible. Yes, it is terrible. And they're saying, but it's really history. I'm saying, pull down the sta- statue if you want. Put it in a museum, you know, uh, put whatever information with it and put up a new statue you know change is necessary things start they develop evolution they go stale they end i'm hoping that we're going to be malleable enough and still be thinking that uh we will embrace what the new mediums are what the new challenges are and keep on top of it and i say goodbye to the dinosaurs when it comes to the local Melbourne indie film industry, most of them mm. have treated me like bloody crap and think they're God. Well, and bring, uh, bring it, it
3: home, it, you're quite right. Yes.
2: When it comes down <laughs> that, to the outlets, most of them wouldn't look at me. America didn't know me, so America just put me on, put our films on their television. And America didn't. Way to know go, me. USA. <laughs> America didn't <laughs> know know us, and yeah, they we and put you, our USA. films on before. <laughs> the main features at places like Roxy 14 and Film Scene. We were on the big screen. Meanwhile, you know, locally, I I would have to struggle just to get my stuff on to um, a a night with 20 people there at the local film night. Mm. So I say, you know, let the whole fucking lot die. It stinks. It's stale. It's old. It's full of narcissists.
3: It's interesting you should say that, Dave. I mean, I was sort of discussing with a couple of other people the same sort of thing with regards to lockdown and how it's killing the indie industry here in Melbourne and generally the film industry, and there's a whole bunch of them complaining because the government did give, didn't give them a handout, blah, blah, blah. And I was sort of I pretty much said the same thing, you know, that the industry had has become such a cesspit of um, narcissism and grandiosity literally minnows in a tiny pond, you know, um, and behaving like like they're the biggest movie stars on earth. They have no sense of reality. And I was absolutely astounded when I came from my previous careers, you know, being in fire and rescue and the Air Force, et cetera. You know, we were sort of at this level of professionalism. And I come in, you know, I decided to take up my passion with film and, and seeing what the film world was actually like, you know, not the imagined thing that we see on TV and Hollywood and stuff. I couldn't believe just how, amateur anything could be you know it was it's next level next level amateur it is so low um so i mean i totally understand what you're saying dave and
2: yeah I'm well, what we're seeing be, what we're seeing is there was um off. you can correct me if i've got this wrong on the model but the first um digital film camera that could go for 10 minutes doing hd was a canon d90
3: uh yes, something along those lines, yeah. I think the battery ran out or something like that, but yeah.
2: But it, it was the first affordable film camera where you could do, um, you know, something for the big screen, HD. That started mm, a new mm. revolution, mm. where everything that starts when it's new is quite exciting and brings a whole lot of new people in, and then it starts to settle, then it starts to go stale. We're at the stale end of the Canon D90 revolution. That's why it all sucks at the moment and we can see a lot of idiots, right? When the new cycle starts, I hope that we are uh, down to earth and thinking and creative and a part of whatever thing that is new is coming along. I mean, look at Facebook and Twitter. They're 15 years old now. They've actually come and they've hit the crest and over the last four or five years have been putting in so many algorithms, they're on the way down. People are Mm. complaining. Um, There are big companies that want to boycott Facebook. So everything gets its rise and its fall. We're watching the fall of a number of things at the moment, and this virus is really an extinction level thing that will kill off some things faster. I say good riddance to them. There will still be activity in the world. New things will still start as they always will be. And hopefully we will be there to be something positive in the and contribute to whatever new comes along. Cause whatever's mm. finishing up fucking well stinks. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's true, true. I agree. Oh, look, I mean, I think whatever comes, you know, the main thing in all of this is the main important thing is story. Um, And I, I think once the decks have been cleared, people can, you know, with a clear head look, get back to the fundamentals, like good story, The whatever we go to next, you know, at least story is going to be there and we'll move on and, and learn from these things and, yeah, fresh start, you know. um, I'm all for that sort of idea and I'm all for that sort of thinking, so I'm with you on that one, Dave, you know.
2: As um, long as we keep our minds open to yeah. whatever new is coming along, because people like to, like to put uh, – uh, not a lot of people are early adopters. Only a, a handful are. Are we going to be open-minded enough to be early adopters? Are we going to be uh, cluey enough to realise that's the new thing to adopt? Fingers I crossed. Think-
3: <laughs> well, look, I mean, Australia's always been about five years behind the rest of the world when it comes to fresh ideas. Um, and that's be it music or whatever. It's very rare for us to be at the cutting edge. So, you know, an opportunity is here now that everyone's in the same boat. So, you know, wherever we are, be in the US or Europe or here in Australia, there's a chance for us all to start at the same time with a fresh idea, a fresh take, a fresh start. Um, We're already
2: in the right place. Uh, think of it this way. Aaron show... Isn't an Aussie show? Oh, where are you from, Aaron? I'm from New York. Ah, right. Yeah, oh, right. oh,
0: so I'm you're not, in the states? Not, not yet. <laughs> not, not, not the city, though. I'm from Albany, New York. It's about four away, four hours away from New York City. So I know. <laughs> usually when I say I'm from New York, everybody thinks New York City. But no, it's not New York City. Just to throw it out there. It's, it's oh, okay. In New York, yeah. But yeah, that's that's one thing I do love about this platform. Is <clears throat> I give other horror fans like myself, but that are also in the indie scene or whatever the case may be, a voice to talk about their projects and other stuff going on, as well as just meeting people around, like literally from my own home, my own attic, meeting people all around the world, which is just crazy. You never, I never thought that this would happen with this podcast. Like originally, I started this show; it was just me and some friends and family members, just like my cousins and stuff. Just you know, recording, talking, reviewing horror movies, and just talking about horror, and I went from that to, you know, slowly progressing to what it is now, to where I'm talking to you guys, and you're in a whole different. You're in Australia, right? Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hang on, let me check. But I will <laughs> bet you, I will bet you dollars to donuts
1: that there will be. I will bet you
2: that there will be people in the United States, whether they're in. Um, Uh, one city in tech, um, one city in this state or a city in that state that will say, that stuff they just said about the local Melbourne scene, that's the way our little scene works in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Boy, we've got the same problems. Because in chatting with different people from England and America, um, people that I work with uh, quite a lot, they keep telling me the same stuff that I'm seeing here that irritates me is the same way it's working where they are. Yep. Huh. Their scenes have gone stale. They've got their uh, local heroes. They've got their old boys' clubs. And they've got their government-funded shit that uh, cuts them out too. you hmm Damn right okay. about
3: <laughs> Oh, well, there we go. And
5: online Bring on
3: the revolution.
5: Like a <laughs> revolution together. That we're all like gonna
2: conquer i think we already are we're already doing something that is pretty big because podcasts are just taking off now during this uh lockdown they talk about podcasts taking off four years ago like we've missed the start of it visual podcasts are starting to take off now that's an interesting thing How, how are you supposed to listen to a visual podcast while
3: you're driving
0: well okay with i know with my show for example like i do put i put it out on youtube but i also put it out like mm-hmm. show goes on itunes google play and all those audio platforms like so i put out audio yep. and video i'm sure i most of them do not all because there's some that just are strictly video and there's some that are just strictly audio but for the most part a lot of the ones that are video are both so it's just like you can hear it mm-hmm. i'm i'm the same way like when i was when i was going to going to work i work. In a state, I work in an office building, so I'd, listen, I'd be listening to podcasts all freaking day, including my own. But I'd listen to, I'd listen to podcasts all day, and then now that I'm home, the, quite, the funny thing is, I have all the time in the world to listen to them. I don't listen to them as much. I do it <laughs> here and there, like if I'm doing chores around the house or something. And I think yep. it's because of the simple fact that I'm just home. I'm not like out in the, like if I go out driving somewhere, <clears throat> I'll listen to a podcast from driving alone or something yep. like that. Yep. But, I mean, once I start I I'm, I'm going to be working from home in the next few weeks so I'm either going to be listening to podcasts while I'm working or if I have a show coming up and I have to review a movie I'll be watching like horror movies throughout the day to get myself ready for my passion <clears throat> but yep. it's, it's it's crazy it's crazy it's it's crazy that we're still on this thing since March and it's crazy that the whole world it's not <clears throat> just just a US thing or just thing in Australia it's, it's globally yeah yeah Oh um, yeah. look, you it's okay. know, and it's look. We 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 can't
3: do any international travel from Australia anyway till middle of next year. So we know it's going to go for at least a year.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. And look, the second wave. It's sort of hitting Melbourne at the moment, but there's going to be a second wave globally as well. And you know, it's um. I mean, the downside of all this is we aren't getting any zombies. We're just lo- lots of deaths and, <laughs> and sickness. No,
5: no bloody zombies. zombies. I'm so disappointed that the zombie apocalypse doesn't <laughs> have
2: I think you yeah. would feel differently if um, the cinema experience had have gone the way they expected when polyester came out. They're they already talking about surround sound. Polyester was to bring in smell vision you oh, know wow. what dead bodies oh. smell like Yep no. <laughs> If you're watching um, A zombie movie in the cinema And the smell of Dead <laughs> bodies started going Through the place to, I mean most zombie Movies don't make sense because a zombie Can't sneak up on you you go What's that smell Well because they're so, supposed to smell You but
4: that makes sense Now you but can smell I that uh,
5: I hear that the uh, smell of burning flesh actually smells like bacon.
4: <laughs> mm. Well, I know oh, what yes. um,
2: dead bodies <laughs> smell <laughs> like.
4: Bacon senses activate. Mm, <laughs> bacon.
2: <laughs> I once uh, brought gosh. home a coffin from the um, funeral parlour. Um, oh, wow. Well, the coffin was going to be thrown out, right? The, the Jewish way of burying is that you have to be in a thin wooden box because you come from dust, you go to dust. And they make a big fuss saying even the richest person uh, ends up in a grave like the uh, poorest. And this body came in from Italy and it was in one of the most ornate coffins out and it had been welded shut. And the guys at the funeral parlour had spent all day opening up this coffin, right? Well... Basically, I thought this thing would look great as a phone booth in my place. It had this. <laughs> well, I, I got the coffin you do. home. <laughs> I, I got the coffin home, but the smell of the dead body started coming out of it. Oh, Basically, no. Oh, the stink of a dead body is so bad and trying to get rid of it is near impossible. Or did you just make a
1: soda and bleach
2: it? No, I moved. If you get dead um, stinking to, to, well, my dad used to um, sell cars, use cars once, and he was going to sell me a car. And he said, it's a pickup. And we call, what the Americans call pickups, utes here. A, a pickup here was the uh, hearse that picks up the dead bodies. Oh. oh no. Doesn't matter what they do, they can't get rid of the stink. They can pull them apart, they can do everything. Basically, they're useless.
1: Mm.
2: I, I didn't take the car, <laughs> mainly because yeah, I didn't have a license. No. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, those things used to get, uh, when they say they pick up a dead body, I mean, basically they pick up whatever is, passes for a dead body. I mean, it could be just chunks, you know, from a murder scene. Okay. Yeah, the stuff (laughs) sloshes around in the back. Actually, I should have thought twice before I took that coffin because I did have to tip the juice out.
1: Ah! (laughs) Oh! Ew! (laughs)
2: <laughs> I just wasn't no, no, no. Oh, was
3: garden
2: No, there was a whole lot of um, watery red juice in the bottom. Yum! And you mistook
4: that for cordial
2: in the middle, you what, we've been at this about two and a half hours. Do we need quite- to do? Do we need to do something to tighten it up to wrap it up? So that you can answer. How about we talk
4: properly? about what we eat when we watch movies to finally answer Aaron's <laughs> question? Oh, let's yeah,
3: let's <laughs> make Aaron's question about what we eat in the cinema. I've already answered that one. So who else is going to talk about food? Well,
5: it really depends what I'm watching. Like, I mean, I had this thing where um, I had a bit of a running gag where um, every time me and my best friend watched um, I Zombie, I would get something like really spicy.
2: <laughs> God, nobody mentioned chalk tops.
4: It's because they melt too fast and you have to eat them really, really quickly. Yeah, it's gone
3: before the commercials are over. I
4: had I had, I had, I had one. There are, I had there are certain, once. <laughs> one time yeah, one.
2: Yeah, but there's certain like, there's foods I'm that one. they mainly I'm sell at the, the cinema and hardly anywhere else. I'm and that's what chalk tops are <laughs> popcorn, chalk tops, jaffas. They probably don't have Jaffa, jaffas in the USA. Oh, the jaffas are
4: so
3: good,
2: though. What is oh, they, they are good.
4: So jaffas are like chalk. Choc- Chocolate and orange. orange in, like, a... Hmm?
5: It's it's a ball, orange, orange ball. Chocolate on the inside, and have, and like, an orange. orange-flavoured, like, almost, like, M&M-type shell on the inside. Because
4: in New Zealand, yeah. Jaffas uh, are different, again.
5: <laughs> so it's, like... Are
4: they? I think so, like, cha- ch- Jaffas are just, like, chocolate and orange together. So it's, like, uh, chocolate on the outside, like, orange on the inside. Maybe. I can't remember the last time I had a Jaffa, but...
3: Yeah, uh, Jaffas are orange on the outside and chocolate on the inside. They've got like a little shell, like a Smartie or an M and M. So
2: it's like a yeah, but the quality. size of marbles. And yeah, you roll them yeah, yeah. down the aisles, and they go clunk 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 clunk. Oh no! Who's rolling those Jaffas? Like
5: Dave gets lots of candy that you can roll
2: down the aisle. <laughs> well, that's what Maltesers are. They're candy you can roll down the aisle.
5: You can say Nowadays,
2: that.
4: David goes to the candy shop as the candy man.
2: <laughs> now they get too fussy at the cinemas Nowadays, you're not allowed to uh, Muck around or anything, you get thrown out And they threaten to ca- call the cops But when, when I was a kid You could be a bit of a Yahoo And you'd just um, get a clip behind the ear And that was it Nowadays you've got to worry about all sorts Of other things So you can't roll jaffers down Depends the you go. Somebody, you, you know roll those. them down the aisle, somebody's going to tell you, oh, it's a hazard and you could get sued, and somebody's going to put you on Facebook saying you tried to kill the whole cinema by making them all slip down the aisle.
4: Or feed someone that dirty Jaffa, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been rolling around on the carpet, and some kid needs <laughs> by mistake, and it's like, oh, that's all
3: I don't know sometimes the cinemas so they don't clean them as often as you should you. sort of have to wade knee deep for all the um stale popcorn before you get to your seat and stuff. So how are you gonna roll a japper down through that?
2: <laughs> exactly. Well it's better than the other <laughs> things they used to do. Do you remember the popcorn tubs, right? And people that put a hole in the bottom of one? No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah.
4: yeah. But I know what's I know what's gonna come next. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is like when you're adolescent and you're with your girlfriend and you want to get a handy in the cinema. I didn't make this shit up. The Skyhooks <laughs> sung about it.
1: What? Yes. Well, Gerber, I mean, the it Skyhooks. I these things. The Sky,
2: back in '75, the Skyhooks put out a song about it. Slip into a cinema and give yourself a treat. Better take a raincoat, might be sticky on the seat. It was about That's opening true. up the. It's yeah, you open up your twisties bag at the bottom, and if your mother knew what you—if your mother knew yeah. what you were doing, she'd probably hang her head and cry if she knew that you were whipping the dripping. <laughs> I mean, those are the words of the song, but the um, the song is about dirty adolescents getting a hand job from their girlfriends in the um, in the cinema, by opening up the bottom of the popcorn, <laughs> putting it on the lap.
3: Yep. Back in the days when going to a movie was a bit cheaper, so you, you weren't wasting, you know, whatever, however many dollars it is now to go to the movies.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like seven bucks for a, a thing of popcorn, and it's like 20 cents to make. But cinemas have been making most of their money from food. They only get something like 15% uh, profit on the tickets. It's mm. like 60% profit on the food. And a beer is $8. Yeah, overpriced. So, oh, Yeah. Uh, cinemas make their money from that.
4: Well, my mum is she does she doesn't really like the candy bar, the, so she basically brings food to the cinema. Like, oh, you're not brings, to like, you, but
1: you sneak
2: on. it.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah, you gotta sneak yeah. It. <laughs> Like full on, like bread and cheese, and like a like a like yeah. a bread stick, and, like cheese, and it's like it's like it's just it's great because like you can have fruit, you can have. Like a sandwich that you can make together.
3: sun dried tomatoes and olives and. Exactly, like literally. <laughs> and Different cheeses and, and some dip.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I have this.
1: I have All of this for a one, one and like a half engagement. hour
3: movie.
4: No, well, you know, she, she goes there for the time, not for the fat and crumbs on the floor.
2: I can imagine doing that from <laughs> the dust till dawn thing at the uh, drive in. Although at the mm. drive ins, uh, we used to. Like, they always had the snack bar at the drive-ins. And so you could go and buy hamburgers, hot dogs and chips. And and, uh, we didn't have a lot of fast food places anywhere. So that was pretty special when I was a kid.
4: Yeah. And I find if I'm watching a movie, if I forget to eat, that's probably a good indication of how absorbed I am.
2: (laughs) So, like, there you go. It's
3: it's the Montesa thing.
2: I should have have (laughs) Before this whole thing gets um, edited, I don't want anyone to think that I actually took twisties or popcorn to the cinema to get a hand job. <laughs> so,
3: like, well, there's no shame in admitting you did go to the cinema to get a hand job, though. I mean, it's you know, we've all been there at some point, haven't we? I, I have not. Okay. <laughs> no, I haven't.
4: I can I can understand the circumstances it's
3: dark. You know, everyone's focused on the
4: film. No one's going to notice if someone starts making noises that aren't part of the soundtrack.
3: <laughs> you, know, you, you, have, you have that little bucket list, and you just. Okay, I've done that.
2: Yeah. I've never done it. I, I seriously haven't. I just brought it up because it was a common thing. And it was in the sky. <laughs> I don't know if they that did it in, in America. What if I've just given a whole lot of Americans an idea that they've never done that before and suddenly we're reading about it in the papers and I'm guilty of having done that?
3: Dave, you've, st- Dave, you've started a movement, man. Yeah. This is, oh. is going to be the big thing. Gonna, come we're going to see on the news everyone, in a couple everyone, of months' time. There's going to be all of these people in the US. Crazy. They're going to be bonking each other. We're very They're going to be saying, crazy. come on, baby, butter my
2: popcorn. <laughs>
5: as i was saying a lot of my friends are very very eager to go back to the cinemas because there was that <laughs> i mean there was social interaction in being able to watch the movie in the cinemas that you wouldn't necessarily get at home and in this lockdown situation of course everybody is kind of like you know hankering for a bit of that social human contact interaction
3: yes you know, the popcorn so I'm things.
2: Sure, that, like,
5: I'm sure that as soon as those restrictions are lifted, that, like, yeah, plenty of people will just want to be going to the cinemas to just... It's a night out. Yeah, spend I mean, some time with some actual humans, you know, with some so actual friends and family and, like, you know, boyfriends so What you're saying is the, and,
3: the cinema is going to be the start of the baby boom, another baby <laughs> boom from the cinema. Get a,
2: not, not if everybody buys popcorn. <laughs> now, Aaron, did they actually do that in the USA with the popcorn, or is that just an Aussie thing? I think that's everywhere. <laughs> oh, thank God. I was starting to feel a bit weird for a minute, but now that I realize that every other people do it too, not that's that I true. ever did it, but other people did it. I think but people, other people that are overseas, other people also do it. Mm hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I did. We're not do expanding a, on this. Clearly, I actually did it in a film clip. The the guys rigged up this popcorn thing with a hole in the bottom. And they, there was a jigger so that it looked like the popcorn's going up and down. And then when it they cut and they came back, they had a hairdryer. And I had to press the hairdryer and go, whoa! And the whole thing flies out everywhere. So people have been associating me with popcorn and that. But it was, in, <laughs> uh, it was a music okay. video I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll get you the link for it one day. But, um, yeah, the, these guys did that music video and thought that it's funny to have somebody jerking off in the cinema. <laughs> wow.
3: That explains the sticky carpet then. Okay.
5: Oh, oh ew. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that.
3: <laughs> oh, boy. Hmm.
5: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very slightly OCD so like this whole lockdown with like you know everyone having to use hand sanitizer has been bliss for me. I was <laughs> just like, yes, use more hand sanitizer, wash your hands. That's lovely. That's wonderful. I w- I was wondering why people were doing that already.
4: <laughs> I know. You see it's like, oh, <laughs> like why was
1: it
5: normal
4: to me? <laughs> It is. It's like when I went to the hands, cinema with Vicky
2: when I went to the cinema with Vixie, she got Pikachu painted onto her hand. Do you remember? Yes. And yeah. you you were the fussiest person there. Every little kid that got Pikachu got Pikachu. You was like, no, 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 you've got to put a little bit of white in the eyes. No, you got the hat wrong. And, and uh, after all remember. of this has gone down and it's taken forever for her to get her Pikachu tattoo, she says, I'm just going to the toilet. She comes back and she's washed it and smudged it. <laughs>
4: Hey, this is why well, that's, if that's, I get any disgusting. painting <laughs> or a henna, not on my hands because I wash them too often. <laughs> that's a, that is a, that is a trick for you, Pixie. You don't have to get anything on your hands because you know you're gonna wash them. Well,
5: that's that's you why. You've got to be careful.
4: I have, I have I have gloves. <laughs> I know, but if you want something to last and look pretty, so you can be like, oh my god, it's not on your hands. So you yeah, don't but ruin if, it. If you, it face, <laughs> if you get it on your
2: face, if you get If you get the henna on your face and it's all patterns how do you know that they're not writing in hindi uh i fuck lizards or (laughs) you know (laughs) something really nasty
4: well i mean to be fair i got i got the it that was it was actually on the back of my lecture in parental duties um it was just a flower pattern because i went to in i went to um it wasn't holly it was like the festival of lights.
2: That I which oh, I better. didn't notice that on Parental Duties. Um, no, right. what, I'll tell you what happened on Parental Duties that um, you'll remember. Yeah. Cookie, do you remember that um, uh, most people didn't rock up to the set because we had flash flooding and a sudden storm?
3: Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's right. We did too, yeah. That's yeah, why that I, I didn't notice it. it.
2: <laughs> We're on our way to a set that was actually all ready for the film and the shot list had been done, everything. And we knew yeah. that there was going to be some rain, but in came a of flood. of oh, yeah. And we could see that the water on the cars was above the hubcaps. Mm. And it was like, <clears throat> I don't know if we're going to be able to shoot. And at last minute, Gerardo said, I have a place we can go. And it wasn't even this fantastic set. It was just, um, it was just under shelter. And we actually so made a Willie little t- video It was it? yeah We made a little video Of showing how we set up the set At last minute, so because we were On the back foot with everything And it's like uh, this extra Didn't turn up and that person didn't turn up Nobody would ever know The problems that went in Before that film, that's why I didn't notice anything. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm freezing It's uh, poured down with rain We're just thinking of Everything at last minute Um, And that's considered one of the best movies we've ever done. We originally had this place um, that was um, a destroyed um, small building of about four rooms where you could go through the rooms and just everything, every shot was already worked out and a lot. And suddenly we've got, yeah, you've got a wall. (laughs) What are we going to do? And do you remember there's a fella that comes along while we're shooting saying, can I have my rubbish back?
4: Yes, the dude with the grass and it's
3: like, "Ah." Yeah, that's right. There was too. Back. We
4: need to give it all back and it's like, oh,
2: we really finished. We finished <laughs> we the, the shoot and then give you your rubbish because we emptied rubbish bins and stuff. Didn't know oh, that there was, yeah, that's right, yeah. there was some 90-year-old cleaner, you know, that wanted his rubbish back so he could throw it out.
3: He was collecting it, I think.
2: Oh, no, it had already <laughs> been collected and was, it had been in the bins. We oh came and we gosh. tipped the bins out to make a set. So we couldn't go between the four buildings. We were actually stuck in this one little spot, making shit up on the spot to, uh, to continue on and, and film it. <laughs> and yet that one's actually gotten into film festivals and done very well. You did all uh, right, that, actually, yeah. That's why I didn't notice any henna on the back of your neck because... Um, also, just my,
4: my hair was down as well and a plait, so like it was covered. Because I only noticed it when I watched it. I'm like, oh, that's nice Easter egg in case people are wondering why she why she seems to be able to go outside because <laughs> maybe she's got the alien henna on her, <laughs> alien markings on her, so she's, that's why she's able to go outside. That's why they survive.
2: Tell you what, we should probably wrap this up because we've been here three hours and Aaron's actually got to go through all of the footage to edit Um. it down (laughs) and cut it. I was going to
3: suggest he should go and get a cup of coffee because it's morning over there and we're sort of rocking into the (laughs) night. I reckon Uh, we we can go for uh, another uh, hour at least, I think.
2: Yeah, we're just waffling (laughs) on.
5: Uh, (laughs) what
2: What do we need to give you, Aaron, so that it can all join together and make sense when you edit us down?
0: Honestly, um... Well, that's what, what I'll do is, after we close out, I'll just I'll let you guys know after we close the show out and I hit stop.
2: Let's do it in the opposite order Vixie, Anastasia, Cookie, and then me.
0: Yeah, everybody. Hey, want to do it, it, eh?
2: close Sorry, with. what do you need? Anything you want to close with, feel
0: free to go right ahead. Oh, okay. Um, well,
5: thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Um, it was an absolute pleasure.
4: Coming in and talking on your podcast today. In an absolute. Yeah, it was so fun. It's always have so fun. Okay. And I'm glad we got to talk about... Oh, no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about everything and everyone. And we've so many good topics. So I think it's going to be an interesting podcast.
3: Live long and prosper. <laughs> okay. Uh, USA, thank you. We've come live to you before your naked, steaming eyes. I hope this has been a romantic experience for you. I've loved it. And I hope to talk to you again soon. And thank you, Aaron, for having us on. It's been amazing. And of course, Dave, well, it's your fault that we're here, so <laughs> legend effort. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm going to echo the uh, positive sentiments of Vixie, Anastasia, and Cookie, and thank you for having us on the show, Aaron. Uh, I do hope that you edit out all of that buttered popcorn talk because it really, <laughs> it, it was horrific, but not in the horror sort of way. And uh, thank you, USA. And if that stuff's not edited out, please forgive me. I'm just an Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least we didn't um say anything like Gordon I'm a dry as a dead dingo's donger." <laughs> <laughs>
5: but um, if you are uh, did enjoy our Aussie humour and uh, of course, well, if you are listening to this podcast, we uh, think that of course you'd be interested in horror movies. We do have one coming out called "Badass Bunyip
2: We do. We've got to wait. We actually have to wait until the lockdowns are mm. over because Anastasia's now got the lead role. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> People actually men. get to see my penis on screen.
5: What?
2: Yes. <laughs> I have a wee.
5: Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's the fake one that squirts wee wee. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah, we we were about to do that last three days' worth of shooting. Mm. Um, It it was planned for April over the um, Easter break, and Mm. one week before that we went into lockdown. (laughs) That
4: was the one we got off (laughs) before I went back
2: to uni as well. Yeah, we do have a feature film coming out. But, uh, anyway, we've just sort of destroyed the... um, saying goodbye i just wanted to make sure that all of the popcorn stuff isn't in there because it's absolutely filthy and rude and people shouldn't talk about that stuff and everyone (laughs) in the usa is going to think we're weird i mean we are called the land down under but we're not obsessed with what's down under and and now everyone's
5: going to think of you when they buy popcorn
3: (laughs) but also it is kind of funny if you want to try it
2: you know if you turn the maps the other way around we're actually the land up over. For the map upside down? Yeah.
3: <laughs> that means the map of Tassie is up. Yeah.
5: <laughs> down is up and up is down. And, like, you're playing a... It's like a
2: little hat. <laughs> yeah, but the other way, and before the days of um, Brazilians and shaving, they used to say the map of Tasmania looked like... Um, anyway, we're, we're supposed to be wrapping up. <laughs>
3: I'm well, I'm sure I, this is this uh, is if I, if I love if love if This is called doing this. an encore, isn't
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're wrapping up. We will have to do
0: this again, though. I did. I had a great time with all four of you. Oh,
3: thank and you very much.
4: You had a wonderful time with you. Thanks.
0: Thank you all for coming on. And I like how I like how you guys stole the show in a sense of just like you, none of you were shy, especially David. Again, <laughs> 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 did, but like it, it was never like a. Like dead silence, which is always amazing. So thank you for that. Everybody, go follow them. I will be getting the links for from them, and I'll be posting them when the episode comes out. As cool. far I go, you should. My listeners should know where to follow me, but here's a reminder, just in case you don't. Horror Horror with Search 30 on Facebook. I have a Facebook group. That's where you can share anything and everything horror related, including your own projects. Again, as long as it's horror related, it's cool. I have a Facebook page with the same name, Horror with Search 30. That's where I share all my podcast stuff, all my videos I do, anything horror related that I do that I'm involved in myself. I share it on there. I have a Horror with Search 30 YouTube channel, which you can see again, all my videos, including the podcast videos where this will be up. And anywhere you can listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, and every other smaller thing, you can hear my voice on there. I do stream every now and then on Twitch, Horror underscore with underscore Sir underscore Sturdy. And if you ever want to be a guest on the show, shoot me an email, Horror with Sir dot 30. Again, that's Horror with Sir dot 30 at com. Again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the support. And as always, I'll see you in your <laughs> o <Okay>. que <laughs>